everyone and welcome to the AdCast, a podcast for the study of modern visual culture. I am your half-demon princess, Renu. <laughs> and I'm your trapped in the demon king's castle but really just wants to nap, princess, soup. <laughs> this week, Ad stands for Absolute Territory because we'll be covering the fall 2020 season. <laughs> uh, well, um, we have a lot to cover. It's a huge episode. So, yep. uh, strap mm-hmm. in, <laughs> yep. brace yourselves, brace yourselves, brace yourselves. <laughs> um, I think in, in, uh, in our, uh, good favor, uh, most of these are pretty, we can just kind of pass over them. Yeah. <laughs> like, thankfully. I'm glad we don't have to talk in depth about every single one, but yeah. Yes. Um, there's yes, quite a lot sure. this, this week, so. Yeah. I mean, Get there was ready. a lot of anime that came out this season because summer was so light. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So we had a lot to go through. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into talking about all of that, uh, let's talk maybe briefly about what we've been up to. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. You've as, been up to a lot. <laughs> yeah. As as you know, uh, I have been playing um, quite a bit of, of Yakuza. Um, yeah. I've, I've played through Yakuza Kiwami. And it's, it's funny because like... Uh, <laughs> So I stream quite quite late, right? I stream from about twelve a.m. to about five ish a.m. in in um uh, PST, which is like my time. Um, yeah. But recently, I've had a couple of days where I've spilled over into um, a little bit later in the morning, even uh, to the point where sometimes Renu will wake up and come into the stream and be like, "Good morning," and I'm like, "Hi, Renu." I know I'm up too late because you're up suddenly. Um, I think it's very funny when when the kind of like morning the morning rush of uh, of people comes in. Um, but yeah. I do think it's funny too. Yeah, uh, I've been playing through through Yakuza Kiwami. Un- unfortunately, whenever you come in, it's always when I'm doing like side content and never when I'm doing like main stuff. Um, I mean, not that oh, you haven't fine. like not that you haven't like seen the right the exactly. Story, um, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a it's been a great time. I spent about thirty six ish hours in it. Um, I think like eight to ten of which was like side content. Um, I yeah. was not intending to uh finish the um the dragon tree, the dragon skill tree. Um, I I was just gonna grab the like more useful abilities and then and then go. But uh, because my friend was um, so like normally um. This doesn't necessarily show up as, as often when I'm streaming well into the morning because I'm usually by myself at that point. Um, but I like to stream with, with a couple of people to, to kind of just bounce off of, to experience it with me. Um, um, I mean, they're mostly the reason I'm streaming in the first place, uh, just to be like, hey, sure. this is like a... Because mm-hmm. we originally started streaming because um, they were like, uh, we want to watch you play Dark Souls. And I'm like, that sounds like mm-hmm. a fun time. So I'll yeah. I'll like stream with a Twitch and we can have like VODs, right? Yeah. Um, But... 
after we finished Dark Souls, I was like, well, I'm not going to, like, buy the next two Dark Souls games right now because, like, they're very expensive, right? Um, so, but uh, the Yakuza games were on sale. So I bought, I, I just picked them all up and um, uh, I played nice. through Yakuza Kiwami and that mm-hmm. was a really great time. But because my friend wasn't there for um, a considerable chunk of time, I ended up maxing out the, like, dragon skill tree, which takes quite a long time. Bro, to, that's impressive. Yeah, you have to do like a lot of the side content, like um, like yeah. you have to engage with like the pocket racing and the like the mess king, which is like fucking wild. Um, I legitimately had no idea what I was doing. I'm just glad that I could buy my way to victory, uh, <laughs> which is uh interesting. But yeah, um, I played through all of Yakuza Kiwami and uh, wow. I finished it. I uh, I learned the tiger drop, and as soon as I learned how to tiger drop people, it was just over. <laughs> <laughs> it was that move is so strong. <laughs> I remember the last time I watched it, you had just learned it, and so you hadn't quite figured out how to implement it yet. Yeah, um, yeah, I was yeah. I was trying to figure it out. Um, but yeah. once once I got it, like everything before me just like crumbled. It was like ah, oh, crumble before the might of the tiger drop. <laughs> You're attacking? No, I'm attacking. <laughs> I'm always attacking. Yeah. Um, Every every Majima encounter after that became um, a lot a lot more manageable, even without the use of, like <laughs> items and weapons. Um, which is, um, except for uh, Thug Majima, which is like the blue aura he has. The attacks are the attacks are so unpredictable. I can never get the timing right on that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's funny. I had, I had a I had a huge stockpile of uh, of items and weapons left at the end of the game because I just I didn't know how much game there was left. And then like suddenly I was fighting Nishikiyama and I was like, oh shit! Uh, I think this is the <laughs> final fight. Oh god, I have all my web. I can just shoot him with a bunch of guns. I, I'm shooting him with guns. Oh oh god, I I have I have this. What should I finish him with? Oh god, this does so much damage. Oh. <laughs> So it was, yeah. it was amusing. I did, I did definitely um, tiger drop him at least once because, uh, you know, <laughs> you gotta, right? You have to, yeah. You have to tiger drop the, uh, you have to tiger <laughs> drop the bosses. Um, yeah. Weird, weirdly, um, I thought, it, it's interesting, I, there weren't as many boss fights as I thought there would be. Like, aside mm. from the fact that you have to fight Majima like eight times. Um, right. There's like. You fight, like, the Shimano family head twice, the first time being the worst fight in the entire game. Holy crap. Yeah, I hated that fight. That was... That that fight is not okay. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I really wish I'd known that it was coming, uh, going into it. I would have spent some more time, like, grinding up points or, or whatever. Um, right. But uh, after that, everything, everything was way more fun. Um, mm. And... Uh, I, I had a good time with the game. I had a good time with oh, the good. game. Um, it was very fun. I think I'm. I think the next one I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do Yakuza Zero next. I think. Ah, you're yeah. you're kind of streaming it in the same order that I did. Coincidentally, okay. I streamed right, right, right. Kiwami One first, and then I streamed Yakuza Zero, and then Two, and then you know that's where nice. I'm at. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, because because there's nothing else after that. I think. Right. Um. After that, I might try to just. Uh, I might just like watch like recap videos of what happens in in the Yakuza games, because uh, there's no way I'm gonna buy like a PS4, like a PS3, four, five to like play Yakuza games. Um, as much as I, I'm enamored with the Yakuza games, that is just too much. Um, oh right, they don't have and, a PC version of the of three, four, and five. Right, and those are just gonna take forever to come out. Like they're. I don't expect to really see them in any kind of reasonable time frame. If they if they're out in like five years, that'll be a miracle, right? Um, 
But there is there is the new game that that just came out, which um, seven, I, mm-hmm. yeah, or the six is, and seven, <laughs> which is funny because it's um, it's it's a turn based strategy, yeah, like it's it's a, like it's like a four party RPG. It's it's kind of crazy. Every trailer that I've seen of it, it just gets more wild. <laughs> yeah. Um. But that looked very interesting, and yeah. I mean, I. I want to know more. Um, yeah. I'm kind of sad that the other games aren't um, aren't on PC because I would love to play through all of them. Oh yeah, for sure. But that's just quite a, yeah. a stark investment. So um, I'll just I'll just not. I suppose I don't know unless someone is that's selling. Okay. I I don't know what platform uh, three is on. Um, it, but yeah, like. I mean, if I could get, like, a PS3 or PS4 for, like, really, really cheap, then maybe. But, like, otherwise, I don't I don't think so. Like, even with the new console generation coming out, it's not, like... Yeah, it doesn't like seem gonna... reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, it's just too much of an investment. And then, like, mm-hmm. if I wanted to stream it, I would have to go through the trouble of, like, getting a capture card. Yeah. It's just, it's yep, just a yep, lot yep. of work and investment. So, yep. anyway, Yakuza 0 is going to come next, Um, I think. Because, uh, I mean, it just has to, right? Like, it's, like... Yakuza happens, and it's, like, the first game in the series, and you kind of get all the stuff. Um, and then, like, if you didn't yeah. play Yakuza 0 first, I think you should play it after that, right? Like, in terms of having everything kind of fresh in your mind. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, the, I mean, the story continues. Like, they, they try to link it up as best they can, even though it's a huge jump. I think right. they could have probably bridged a little bit better between Kiwami 1 and, and Yakuza 0, but... Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yakuza Zero happens, and then like seven years passes, and then yeah, exactly. Yakuza starts, and then like, right. Yakuza starts, and then ten minutes later, you're in 2005. So like, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Right. It's it's definitely. there's some huge jumps that I'm like not super okay with because like in Zero, you're buddies with Nishiki, and then that changes a lot in one by the time the game actually starts. Yeah, so, yeah. It it, yeah. it it almost in a way is is kind of like um built to be played um with zero first which makes sense with how i guess how they designed it um but like i don't know i just i just i had already watched somebody play yakuza zero i didn't necessarily want to play through it myself uh until i had right. finished yakuza right um right so but yeah i'm I'm totally okay going back and, and playing through yakuza yeah zero, yeah uh, i it's definitely I, worth yeah especially if nothing else than to like get my friends to like watch through yakuza zero because it's uh fucking wild it is probably a super wonderful time that they definitely need to experience and uh (laughs) i am all on board for that (laughs) yeah yeah um so tell me about what's been happening with uh mr bark over there Ah, yeah. Um, so basically, I think my dad just went and like chewed out the owner of uh of Bark because he kept coming to our house even though we weren't really feeding him. Um, and so uh, I don't know. I guess we worked something out. A- anyway, he's allowed to come inside the house again. Um, <laughs> and- wait, wait. There's a lot that you just skipped over. <laughs> wait, what, what was what was the update last time I gave you? Wasn't it? Was last it just- time. Okay, well, last time, I don't know about on the podcast, but last time you told me that uh, you, you you couldn't let him in anymore and you were heartbroken. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, basically, we, we couldn't let him in um, or feed him because uh, he, he basically needed to remember like where his actual 
human owner lives and right. where his home is, right? Um, so basically, we did that for a while, um, and he kept coming by uh, in, and just, like, sleeping outside, <laughs> even though we were Oh, him. no! Um, and eventually, uh, and, like, he, he, he looked really, like, hungry, too, so, like, my dad <gasps> just, like, went and, and made sure that, like, he was being taken care of, um, and I guess, I guess they're, like, feeding him and stuff now, um, or, or whatever. I don't actually know what the, what the case is necessarily, but, uh, whatever it is, like, we've kind of worked it out, and he's now allowed inside the house, I guess, when he wants to come inside, like, he just, kind, like, now the, now the fact that it's, like, uh, like, he knows, like, where he's supposed to eat food, Right, like he can kind of come and go as he pleases, because um, you know, okay, not so he... a... we're not I'm necessarily sorry. opposed to having him in the house um, for the most oh, okay. part, right? Yeah, um, as long as he stays in like my room or my sister's room, because my dad is still very allergic to cats, um, and okay. he's, just, he's just been barely getting by in the past couple like months. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess um, I guess that's that's where we're at now. We're all friends now. I guess. Oh, well, that's like, kind really of... good. Yeah. Weird time sharing a cat. I don't know. I mean, the cat decides where he wants to be, and clearly, yeah, right, right, after right. being neglected for like a month by its original owner, it's like, well, what else am I gonna do? I'm gonna find new people who will feed me or fend for myself, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. He still sleeps outside our house, like in the middle of the day, um, and in the mornings, sometimes he'll like. It's funny, actually, um, the last couple of days, I've been waking up, and he's been just, like, in my bed, and it's because my mom just, like, will, in the morning, chuck the door open and, like, chuck the cat in. What? <laughs> yeah, like, well, because he, he wants to come inside my room, I guess, because it's, it's always warm in my room, so, um, whatever. But yeah, I've, I've woken up the past couple of days, and there's just been a cat in my bed. I'm like, hello, good morning, Bark. Oh, Bark. Yeah, um... <laughs> Yeah, but that that's all that's all been uh, been kind of nice. Um it has been a um how do I say this? It has been quite the turbulent week for various various reasons. Um mm-hmm. uh the foremost of which is that the um United States uh presidential election has come to a close and kind of is kind of <laughs> right like there's still some there's it, it's kind of like um it's like when you're it's like when you're watching an anime and you like you'd like defeat like the final boss or whatever but it's it, there's clearly some stuff left over like you're not sure if you know what it's like it's like when um it's like when like uh when Kiryu defeats the Shimano boss and, like, is this, like, huh, I did it. And then he, like, turns his back and he just looks at a grenade and goes, we'll yeet. Right? <laughs> we're just, we're waiting for that grenade moment where, like, we're, like, just one last thing kind of wrenches into um, thing. Um, which isn't, yeah. obviously, to say that um, our current president-elect does not come with his whole uh, own host of issues or that uh, this is necessarily, like, the greatest victory that we could have. It's not, but, right, like, yeah. it, is, it is a very important step in making sure that the other things that we want to do um, as, a, as a collective society that should, by all rights, care for each other, um, uh, we, we need to be at step one, right? And we haven't yeah. been. Um, right, and, exactly. And so... This is getting us closer to that point. Um, and yeah, I, you know. um, I, I 100% agree that, you know, we, uh, we would hope at least that this is a wake up call to people to about the importance of voting 
first of all, and then second of all, is the importance of being involved in how your community is evolving and and changing, and not just kind of being content with letting it fall to the wayside. You, right. You have and to be aware of these things. It's interesting because um, it it was kind of a similar feeling in um, in two thousand eight when Obama was elected, but I think there are some key differences to uh, to to when that happened. Um, two thousand eight, I obviously was not eligible to vote so uh it was kind of like it's funny because the situation actually in terms of elections doesn't really change if you live in you know my part of california because it's like before 18 you just kind of watch with bated breath um as california goes blue and then um you just watch the rest of the country with anxiety for the rest of the week um and then you get to the voting age and you vote a little bit and you realize it's it's the same (laughs) it's it's, at least in my part of of the of the state it's exactly the same you just like well i i mean you know i'm gonna go for it you know and then uh you you send them off and it's just like well i mean i don't know what i expected um the more important thing really is of course um i think that in terms of of political action um at least for a growing generation of voting aged people um they have learned the importance of um both um yes like getting other people to vote obviously yep. um but mm-hmm. also being mean- meaningfully educated on what exactly um each proposition is is intending to do and who it's written right. by and and right. who who its main supporters are um and also kind of on the ground uh, efforts to both um get people to vote and um get people to the polls um and really get around kind of the history the history the long history of voter disenfranchisement um in our country um, yeah as well as um you know just the fact that uh the um like the uh, lower level of um right if you consider the the presidency the top level the lower level of the um kind of democratic uh governorship has been leaning a lot more progressive lately um obviously you have um uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez kind of uh, winning her her seat back and um, Ilhan Omar um, and some other folks that I, I can't remember off the top of my head because, you know, I haven't... Uh, I don't live in those places. But obviously every single one of those is 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 a victory for people who want to push for progressive policy. And I think that is something you've seen a lot more of in the past four years, um, whereas in 2008 it was very much like, please, Obama, save us from this terrible uh, America that we've created <laughs> right it's very much the energy has changed to i guess i guess so right i guess we'll go for joe and yeah so like yeah you know our efforts really really realistically are for um all of the the change that we can enact as as a society yeah exactly right? it feels like people are finally learning the power of of their vote uh and i was i was reading a times article this morning that was talking about the voter turnout and stuff like that and apparently we haven't had a voter turnout this huge since the time that andrew jackson was elected in the 1800s yeah and like god andrew jackson i think the the thing about andrew jackson is andrew jackson was a was a terrible awful racist psychopath in a time when everybody was terrible racist awful psychopaths and it was like impressively so right i mean yeah you have to be you have to be quite the special kind of of dick to to be 
on the level of Andrew Jackson. Um, mm. But yeah, it's uh, the the voter turnout in terms of just like sheer numbers and the ratio of people. Um, yeah, has been you know magnificent and also somewhat yeah. terrifying, right? Because like it shows you one how many people had to go through like so many different hurdles just to get their votes counted which is you know terrible mm-hmm. and awful um and two like it it reminds you that there are 70 million people in in this country that are completely okay to the point of of doing it for the sake of a a racist demagogue that wants to inflict as much pain upon people that he doesn't <laughs> like as as possible, right? Like uh-huh. even if you aren't somebody who is like actively doing, even if you're not actively whipping children, right? Like you are sitting by and watching as somebody does it, and you're like, yeah, that's cool, right? It's like. It- it's it's one of those things, right, about, like, partisan politics where um, it is a great failure of our news media that they have to pretend to be impartial because impartiality, I think, is something that they don't really um, understand, I guess, right? Mm. Like, you can't be impartial between, like, the party that wants to give people health care and the party that wants to put children in cages and separate them from their families. There's yep. no middle ground there. You can't yep. just say, well, I think both sides have a point. Maybe we should only put some kids in cages, which is like, um, no, that's not yeah. how that yeah. works at yeah. all, right? Yeah. So a lot of, lot of work to do, but, like, you know, you take the small victories, really. Yeah, it's a it's a step, and I think that's how everyone is kind of it's, treating it now. I it, hope it, it it is a step, and it it shows <laughs> yeah. you both the absolute tenacity of the um the voter base to uh, <sighs> thankfully, against all odds, reject a um a a fascist demagogue in <laughs> in favor <laughs> of you know the other bad things about the the United States and its kind of uh imperial war machine, but like you know. Like I said, ba- baby steps, right? Um, <laughs> I liked the um the the tweet that you had reposted about uh I, I forget the exact wording, but it was basically like the general sentiment of everything will be get- everything getting better after uh Biden gets elected. But then the image below it is parasite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's from yeah, the movie yeah. Parasite. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's it's the total. <laughs> Everybody at this point is yeah. is very quite quite well aware that like returning to normalcy, quote unquote, is yeah. like kind of a uh one has to wonder right um whether right. that was was ever really good for anybody at all i mean obviously right like, exactly some, some people are, are gonna be like that you know many democrats especially yeah. establishment democrats will will be like that and you you kind of have to just be like um i i really you hope know, you know <laughs> you know you caused this right like you did this exactly <laughs> Yeah, no, I I'm I'm fearful because I feel like a lot uh, a lot of Americans now because they had this election will feel like okay, I did my part. Yay, right, I did it. Done. Everything's like, going to be not. fine now. And that's not even remotely true. And if you haven't seen Parasite, you should because that's that's how things are. Like that is our normal and yeah. we have to figure out how we're going to make things better than normal than our normal right now. <laughs> Right, right. I mean, it's it's funny because like, um, it's it's like you know, you at a certain point you just realize that like the Democrats are a far right party in any other country in the world, and yeah, that like, 
whenever we kind of quibble about reaching across the aisle um, and we're like, oh, you know, like you should treat everybody with, with respect and empathy. It's like, I mean, okay, yeah, right, on a, on a personal level, sure, but like I'm not going to shed any tears over people who are actively wishing that I was dead. That's not, you don't get to do that. Right. That's um, <laughs> like we don't have to do that, and, and we're <laughs> under no moral obligation whatsoever to do that. Right. It's like, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, ultimately, the thing is, right, that like you just hope that this is a, has been a, a an important lesson, um, and you just hope for the best, and you do what you can. Um, for for once, we we looked at de- down at the abyss, deep into the abyss, and we said, "Not today." Um, <laughs> we only took one step back, but we we said, "Not today." We did take one step back someday, but not today, <laughs> right? Like, you know, it's um, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, um, that's. That's the election, I, I suppose. I mean, it is obviously the most important thing that has uh, happened this this week um, mm-hmm. in in the world, arguably, uh, because the I mean, United the world States was has... definitely watching oh, yeah, for entertainment or otherwise. So so much <laughs> influence um, on the affairs of every other country in the world that it's kind of it's hard to right. It, it's like when you when you see somebody um, and they're like. And th- and this is like I guess this is a very American metaphor, right? But like if you saw if you saw someone holding a gun, you'd be like, well, shit. I guess uh, <laughs> I kind of want to steer clear, but I think I might not have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you just you just kind of hope that they're only like secretly racist instead of like a belligerent drunk racist that is just like ah, right? Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> To celebrate, yeah. to celebrate um, the kind of slight backpedal we did from American fascism, um, hmm. my parents uh, had some nice, nice dinner today. We had we had some steak, um, <laughs> had had some uh, had some nice little little din dins. Um, That's cute. I got myself some nice whiskey. Um, it's Ooh. a Hebe. Very nice. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. My uh, um my my brother messaged me and was like. Um, dad's so happy he's gonna go buy another American flag. <laughs> That's so funny! Like, oh my god! Like, what? And so then he took a picture of my dad leaving the house as he was going to go buy another that's, flag. That's so funny. That's so funny. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, "Oh yeah," and he's going to go b- get beer too. When did dad become this American? <laughs> when did dad become this American? My dad has always been an American. <laughs> You know, and this is this is kind of funny though. Um, and I I say funny. Uh, by funny I mean now that we're kind of uh in the post-election phase, uh, somewhat like somewhat amusing. Before it was mildly terrifying. Um, just how well Trump trends with like older Asian Americans. Um, <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know if you've had this experience, but like we we certainly have. Where um. Obviously, everyone in in our family is kind of uh, is kind of on the same page here. We're just like, okay, well, we got to vote for Biden, you know, and then whatever, 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 and then we like don't tell each other how we vote on the proposition so that we can stay uni- unified as a family, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's it's funny because like um, the the other people um, and and my parents like talk about this where like um, we uh, we know people who uh, like 
are are like pro Trump, right? Who are like Korean Americans, sure. like old old Korean Americans, and yeah. um, we're just like we just kind of nervously side eye. We're like, oh boy, uh, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, white supremacy is gonna gonna chew yeah. you up and and spit you out the same way it does to white people. No, and and it's no, it's it's interesting, like. I I understand the sentiment of like yikes uh you agree with someone whom I very much disagree with for for many <laughs> moral reasons as well as political but uh I I feel like I am benefited by the fact that I am literally related to people who vote opposite of me right oh, they boy. their political beliefs are not like we don't share them uh but the reason why is because I don't I don't want to be surrounded in an echo chamber, right? I try very hard to make sure that I get my news from different kinds of sources and that I'm able to, at the very least, understand and communicate with someone who might have who might be voting for for very different reasons than me, right? They mm-hmm. they might have very different priorities. I don't know everything that goes into their decision making. And so I by a by being able or by being forced into a position where I have to, you know, accept them and uh listen to them, understand them, then I feel like that I mean, I, I feel like in general people could, could do with that more, right? I think so. Um, as long as I think as yeah. long as people are li- are willing to listen, um Yes. It's kind exactly. of like it's kind of like that thing where like you you should listen to other people yeah. um but you shouldn't be expected to entertain their position if it's complete garbage nonsense right <laughs> like there is definitely a line that you you have to draw at a certain point cuz like you can tell when some and like th- this is the case where like um certainly um i obviously don't agree with people who vote for trump for various uh reasons namely being that you know if like no matter what issue you're voting for if you are voting for that by voting for a person who has you know a very explicit criminal background uh i should say and and is kind of just a morally repugnant human being right it's just like i don't really personally feel the need to to explain to you why that's not like good right um because like you know, obviously, it is it is important to entertain other perspectives. I think um, it is it is important to know the differences between you and another other, another person. It's kind of the core of empathy, um, where yeah. not everything should be the same. Obviously, because yeah. people are different, and it is important that we recognize and honor those differences instead of trying to make them all the same. Um, but I will I will say that just like in in general, um, it it's like you should listen um but you shouldn't have to engage right um cuz yeah people, no definitely some you, people you, definitely are not willing to listen exactly 100% i agree with that you should always be well not always but as much as you can be willing to listen to someone else and if they're not willing to listen to you or if you don't feel like you're like emotionally in a position where you are able to engage then don't uh like definitely do what's you know what's healthiest for you in terms of that kind of discussion and, and all that um i just uh yeah no the i i feel like regardless of how strongly you feel about your political position 
you never want to be that crazy uncle or aunt or relative or whomever that people are kind of like Ugh, about where like right. you're at the family reunion and you're just espousing your political beliefs and no one wants to listen to you right because you're so i don't know you're so not willing to listen to others essentially right mm-hmm. like you're so one-sided about it because you're so passionate about it Right. But you, if you if you're not willing to listen to other people, they're not going to be willing to listen to you. So. Yeah, like, I mean, it's it, as as always. Just listen with yeah. an in with an open heart, but a hard fist. <laughs> um, anyway, um, God, I hope this I hope this recording just isn't like complete garbage nonsense content. Um, because uh, I'm. Like obviously, my parents are still celebrating outside, so I'm just like very afraid that they're they're gonna pick up on the microphone. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, hear anything, so. Um. Yeah, but that's because Discord has like kind of robust like noise filters. I I just hope it won't oh. show up when I'm talking. That's all. Anyway. Okay. So, um, what have you been up to, Renu, in the course of this hell week? Um, I have, for the most part, just been focusing on work and staying off of social media because the news is always changing during this week, and I decided that I would just wait for the results. <laughs> A good plan. I stayed off of Twitter yeah. for the most part as well. Yeah, I uh, I didn't want to hear about people, certain people claiming victory when it wasn't happening and people arguing and so on and so forth. I just decided that because the tension and anxiety was so palpable within my own office even though we weren't even talking about it uh it would just be better to just go play monster hunter world or something you know uh yeah so um aside from that i got woken up today by my roommate for a surprise outing to go have ramen and go to the zoo so that was fun Nice. Um, yeah, it was a nice outdoor thing. So we were able to stay away from other people for the most part and uh, enjoy watching some animals. And um, yeah, it was kind of like you know, the weather was really nice. So it was just like a a nice way to spend the weekend after all the mess from this week. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, and uh yeah, I think that's about it. I didn't really, I didn't, I haven't had to do a whole lot since I've been focusing on my own thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Shall we talk about anime? We should absolutely talk about anime because we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> uh. Yeah. 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 Uh. We will be here forever. Okay. Yeah. Let's start with Jujutsu Kaisen, which we watched like three weeks ago and haven't really watched since. So like I just like I remember it being pretty cool, but I also just a lot of it has kind of dripped out of my brain. It was um about this boy who uh he is trying to do well by his grandpa by not joining any clubs, and grandpa's just like, heck you, you should enjoy your life. Uh leave me alone you belligerent grandson and then they try they have this like kind of outwardly antagonistic but truly they actually care for each other relationship right. grandpa's in the hospital uh and then um ghosty goo stuff happens the boy finds this little artifact thing that's definitely haunted um it's sealed up his friends in the uh occult club decide that they're going to unseal it and uh in the meantime boy has met 
this other guy who knows what this what the artifact is and uh warns him about how dangerous it is the friends unseal it stuff goes crazy a monster gets unleashed uh the guy tries to fight it and uh with his little wolf companion some familiars uh and um the uh they managed to save the the cult club ca- classmates but then in the end um boy gets possessed by the monster demon thing and uh that's that's where we're at <laughs> ah, i see i forgot we ended there yeah um this yeah. this show looks good it it, re- yeah. it looks really good um i mean it's probably a popular shonen jump kind of uh mainstay right now for a reason yeah um, yeah it it's very much like a, sh- a shonen battle anime which yeah. uh i mean we've we've gotten obviously a couple of them um but this one looks interesting um certainly yeah I... a lot of people are excited about this anime um and then uh i, I forgot to mention that the grandpa dies during the episode and it's yeah like, he dies yeah. in episode one um yeah which is like oh no grandpa oh uh, yeah no. no it was very much an oh no grandpa moment <laughs> oh, no not grandpa yeah yeah but yeah uh this this looks good honestly i think yeah o- overall like it just looks very very well done and uh there's i find no objectionable content in it yeah yeah no i i i liked it we watched one a, episode of it and i liked it um good old so strong boy helping out his friends he just he just wants to help yeah. his friends yeah i i hope it'll keep up the the i guess how good it was in the first episode so yeah, I don't really have anything anything other to say about it, right? Uh, really, because I don't I don't know anything about it. Obviously, we we this truly is kind of like a a very much like a return to form sampler episode where we've only watched yeah. one episode of all of these yeah. things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I'm willing to continue watching it for sure. I'm very much willing to continue watching it. Yes, like, this is something yes. that I would watch week to week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is is where I'll I'll put the stamp on week to week. Bom. Sure, bop. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Higurashi. Um, so Bruh. this is a. Um, have you ever watched the original Higurashi? I don't. I don't think I've I. Uh, no, I. I have seen the gifs and the clips. Okay. I just yeah. have not actually just watched through it because it wasn't something that I had wanted to watch at the time. Um, I've definitely watched an amount of of the original series. Um, and mm-hmm. it. Uh, it was confusing for me then, and it's like somewhat confusing for me now. But like, I think I have, I think I've mostly sorted how it how it goes. It's like a murder mystery thriller serial killer kind of thing. Um, there's something weird going on in in the village, and they have to figure it out. Um, and the gimmick is that um, it's it's a uh, a time loop scenario, right? So mm. the reason that the new Higarashi is not a remake but a "Quote unquote sequel," I guess, is because oh, it's, is it's, it? it's a time loop gimmick. So, um, it is, I guess, exploring another one of those loops or or something. Um, hard, so wait, hard so to... they didn't get out of it at the end of the original anime? I don't remember the. I don't remember the end of the original. Anime. I, I'm gonna be honest. I like when I watched it. I just none of it. I think stuck in my brain aside from how hilarious the like freeze frames are if you just like pause it in the middle of a murder scene. Yeah, just like kind of a weird thing to say about a murder scene in an anime, but like legitimately the the uh, like in between frame faces that they animate are wildly amusing for absolutely oh no yeah no they, they definitely became memes yeah <laughs> yeah extreme because like they're so yeah. grotesque to the point of being comical um, yeah which is I think the point really um, yeah. Yeah, it's 
it, it is exactly that kind of thing where like if you are interested in in Higurashi as as like a thing and and what it does, which is to say it's like a you know, it, from the outset, it kind of looks like this, like, moe anime, and then uh, on the inside, it's, like, a murder guru, like, you know, whatever, right? Um, yeah, I, it, it's one of those shows that has a has enough of a reputation, I think, that most people have already formed their opinions about it, right? Um, this this um, new one is... is I mean, yeah, it's it's good. The animation is, is fine for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's It's good. Um, the style of it is a little shiny. <laughs> it is shiny, yeah. It's, like, very <laughs> shiny, but it doesn't look yeah. like... I don't know how I feel about how shiny it looks. Everything looks, like, really weird and, like, glossy, but other than that, <laughs> like, it, it doesn't look bad, right? Like, they've yeah. kind of toned the proportions um, of the of the character's faces to look, like, vaguely, vaguely normal, in, at least in the kind of um, context of being an anime. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, like you'll you'll know if this is for you. Um I I don't know whether I will keep watching it week to week. That's kind of more up to you. Um you Renu, I, I don't suppose. know. I I I would only be interested in it because I've never actually watched Higurashi and I don't know yeah, how, yeah. This, how is, this one relates. It does kind of feel like you should watch the original and and try to understand it first, doesn't it? I guess so, but you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I if, we, to watch if we have time, because th- I mean, at the end of the day, um, I'm like looking through kind of what um all of the stuff that we watched um is, a lot of it is um a lot of it is like very passable. I think I think for the most part, we're not going to really true. end up with that big of a list of things to watch. Like, yeah, I guess we'll we'll assess and see because there's some other stuff that we have to finish too, like B stars and right. Great Pretenders. To, yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, so. It would be nice if we could yeah. if we could get together and do that as well um, yeah absolutely it, so yeah it just it seems like a the kind of series that definitely takes itself super seriously for obvious reasons it's a horror mystery anime i um i kind of just have to be in the mood for watching a lot yeah, of human destruction yeah. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what kind of mood that is but yeah it's like uh, slightly adjacent <laughs> to the like horror mood right yeah yeah i guess so uh and yeah um it Definitely has that feel of if you've ever played any kind of Japanese visual novel where the beginning is extremely slow and mundane, but yeah, then it, yeah. it starts ramping up really quickly uh, once you get through the slog. Yeah, that's you have that's to wait for episode the one for sure. Yeah, exactly. So like it's, um, it's going to be very because well, it's like yeah, it has um it has the um the veneer of a a slice of life um to yes. contrast the kind of like murder against um right but it, you can clearly tell that it's not like really that committed to it it's just like you know there's gonna be like a murder oh right? yeah like <laughs> yeah no because the beginning the very very beginning of the episode you see a little short clip of like a silhouette of what you who you presume to be the main guy slamming some kind of object down onto a female corpse and there's blood splattering all over the place and so that's how they begin the episode and then right. they get into the slice of life stuff so they're they very quickly address the fact that yes this is higurashi um <laughs> so yep. it's, yeah it's higurashi and you it's higurashi will, you will know if you if this is for you if you know anything mm-hmm. about higurashi um which mm-hmm. is to say murder mm-hmm. <laughs> okay 
Next up, about Tonikaku Kawaii, which is by um, the person that does. Uh, I think this this is created by the the creator of um, Hayate, the Combat Butler. Oh, that makes sense now. Okay, yeah. um, <laughs> it's very I. I legitimately don't know what to make of this show. I don't know if you. I don't know if yeah. you watched it because I know we. Watched, I did. I watched, we watched it. it separately. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, uh, it's like a slice of life, but also there's some like weird stuff mm-hmm. going on about mm-hmm. um this this kind of like uh princess Kaguya sort of thing that's going on where like um the like I I don't know. Right, I like I I could not say for you. Uh, the episode episode one did not clear anything up. He just gets hit by a car and then they get married. Okay, yes, all right. So let's let's talk about what happened in episode one. So this guy, his name is Nessa, and he's he's had a complex about it all his life because it's it, it, people laugh at him for his name being the name of you know the, the space you know yeah, <laughs> and so um, he decides that he's gonna be better than actual nasa and and be smarter and get the best grades ever and it's like all right dude whatever um he on his way to his exam or no on his way i guess home from his practice exams he comes across this girl who it's like love at first sight kind of deal he starts running across the street to go talk to her he gets hit by a truck uh and she's like she apparently ends up saving him from taking fatal damage. Um, you don't really know how. It's kind of like left up in the air as to how she did it, but she's also bleeding. And so uh, she tells him to, you know, I don't know, get emergency services and to take care. And so she leaves. The He ends up chasing after her, even though he has broken bones and is bleeding out of everything. And... Uh, follows her to a bus stop confesses to her and then um she tells him that uh she would be willing to go out with him if if he marries her and so he agrees and then he passes out from his injuries and then years later i guess he ends up uh graduating but he doesn't do anything with his degree he works for like a convenience store now and he has his own place girl shows up she's she has marriage papers she's ready to get down to get married he ends up signing the pair papers and they start living together at the end they hold hands for like the first time and that's it that's that's the, that's the first episode <laughs> uh yep i and, don't know what to make yeah. of it I don't either. It's very bizarre. Like, it definitely has its own sense of humor. And so, if you're down to clown with it, then <laughs> it'll be up your alley. <laughs> um, It's definitely not the kind of thing that you ought to take seriously for, you know, it, it kind of sets that tone immediately. Uh, but yeah, um, it, I guess maybe for us, it doesn't quite align with our senses of humor. Right? Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I was expecting there to be a little bit more of the kind of like weird supernatural uh element that seems to kind of be pervading the series. Like, um, uh, I, I'm just wondering about this whole like Princess Kaguya thing, right? Like, it's the only thing I'm really that yeah interested in necessarily. I mean, as far as a kind of like cute slice of life 
newlywed show goes, I'm, I'm sure that you'll be perfectly happy with this. And I think, to be fair, that is something that, like, I imagine a lot of people would be would be interested in watching um, at this at this kind of current moment in time. <laughs> sure. Uh, something that right? they don't really have to talk about or, or think about. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm also interested in the Princess Kaguya element of it because he kind of compares her to that story when he's about to, like, pass out or whatever from his injuries. Um and so you kind of wonder, like, okay, what is her deal? She's super mysterious. And both of their names are very space, you know, celestial themed, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the main one of the main draws of it is is who actually is this girl? And why is she so willing to get married to this practical stranger? Right. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um interested uh but not necessarily like number one priority i would say yeah it's definitely not mine either i i was definitely the entire first half of the episode i was like why am i watching this Uh, and then as it started to like wrap up at the end i was like okay that's that's kind of cute they got a little plant from the guy and then now they're holding hands and i'm not gonna lie i I really just wanted to watch the first episode to see him get hit by the car really I think I said that when we were watching the trailer. I was like, I want to watch the first episode of this just to see him get hit by the car. Uh, I mean, he got hit by it, that's for sure. I sure um, did. He sure did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I got really frustrated by the fact that he, like, got up from his injuries and started running after her. I was like, please, Lord, help me get out of this oh, anime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Fair I don't enough. think either of us are super enthused about this anime, but it's also not something that we're quite looking for to watch. Yeah, yeah, um, it's one of those shows yeah. that, because um, I think, generally speaking, uh, when we watch uh, anime, we're either looking for something that's, like, very funny, like, highly highly uh, entertaining to watch, right? Mm-hmm. Or we're, we're looking for something that is um, either doing something interesting or um, mm-hmm. has some, like, clear narrative goal to it or yeah. some, some cool mm-hmm. themes they're exploring or has some, like, really mm-hmm. good animation, right? Yeah. Like, we're kind of... We're looking for things that, like, we we are enthused about. Um, yes. And this yeah. we are not necessarily enthused about. Uh, is, is yeah, and that's not to say that it's bad. It's it's competently done, and it definitely, if what you're looking for is some kind of, like, a cute little love comedy, then that's what yeah. this is. I mean, yeah. it's, it's one of those things that I would watch in my off time, right? Mm. Sure. But not on my podcast time, Taps Oh, watch. <laughs> very important time. Um... <laughs> Do you want to talk about Nobles? Uh Oh wait, We're, oh, we have one we? more before it. Oh, do we? This one. Oh, I might. Yeah. I must have missed it. Sorry. Ah, Majo no Tabi Tabi. <laughs> this is interesting. It is interesting. I um, for me, because we had watched quite a few anime that night, that was not super. <laughs> I guess narratively cohesive. Uh-huh. This one, at least for the first episode, it actually had like the writing was there, right? It had yeah, moments, yeah. character moments. It like very clearly had its own goal within the episode to like, you know, introduce you to the characters, but also uh, really like establish how their dynamic is going to be for the rest of the show. And it does that really well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a it's a nice little show. Um, it felt very like 
Kiki meets Karate Kid. <laughs> like, I don't... Kiki you know? meets Karate Kid. I think... I, yeah, the first episode sets up um, the, like, backstory of the character. Um, yeah. So it's... It's a very like um it's a very like traditional narrative, right? Where like the first episode is the like um like become become uh training like become mage training arc and then the rest of the series I think is just going to be um like I think it's just going to be like Kino Notabi, right? Where she just goes to different places oh. and does different things. Yeah. That's that's fair. Right, so so just to briefly talk about what the show is about for our audience. It's about this a uh, girl witch oh, girl witch it's about this girl who wants to become a witch um and she ends up going to this town to to find an uh, to get an apprenticeship with you know uh established witches already but because she graduated so young she's kind of um ostracized by all the witches who are threatened by her and they don't want to train her and so she ends up in this forest where there's this eccentric witch who's living out by herself um, she tries to like wrangle her into an apprenticeship. The the woman agrees, and so uh, for a month, the woman kind of like blows her off by like making her do chores instead of actually training her. And so the girl gets really frustrated. And once her frustration starts reaching a, a peak, the 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 witch ends up testing her abilities and basically annihilates this child. Like no joke is summoning like <laughs> yeah. boulders and like me like it's crazy like fire storms from the sky it's horrible it's really like awful to to watch this girl get absolutely thrashed and naturally the girl at the end starts crying because <laughs> right. she was so utterly destroyed and um it turns out that her parents had paid this witch to train their daughter to teach her about what defeat and failure is like because this girl has always worked so hard that she's succeeded at everything but it's but she's never actually tasted the humility of like defeat and what that can teach you um and so uh yeah after that they um start establishing like a more student teacher dynamic and so uh the girl uh is sent on uh like a journey to like travel and learn more things and that's the show um it's it's nice it's not like i don't i don't have anything like against it um yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i think the first episode is probably going to be like very different than the, the next couple so i mm. definitely want to watch at least another episode to get more sure. of a more of a feel for it um yeah i mean i liked what what i've seen so far but like it kind of hits all the the things that i like right i like witches and shows i like mm. um journey shows that uh presumably are gonna do um kind of like this like lateral world building um this like uh i like shows that are um more about this setting uh, and the kind of implications of the setting than mm -hmm. necessarily the characters which is why i love kino natabi so much and yeah. um also shows like mushishi right where yeah a lot of those shows are are very kind of um ambient and um about setting a tone and like learning things about the world and learning what you can learn from that um and i think yeah. this this is a much lighter uh, has a much lighter tone to it it's it's much oh, more for about sure. like yeah. you know this this girl's like personal journey it's like i want to become a witch i want to journey the world right and it it's hard to talk about the show without watching more of it, but it definitely yes. does interest me. And I do love yeah. witches. Mm -hmm. 
Um, if it ends up um, taking the route of Kino no Tabi or Mushishi, then obviously I'm down because those are two of my favorite anime ever. It's, it's. I think it's because that those two anime have have that strong tone, like you mentioned. Like they establish it immediately that yeah, I was immediately drawn shows into them for that. Yeah. in that regard for sure. Yeah, yeah. So this one hasn't quite established that tone for me yet. Um. Or its own tone for me yet, I, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I yeah, I definitely would wa- be willing to watch another episode to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. I will say the one thing I do like about uh, episode one is um, when she's kind of, uh, like, telling off um, the, the main character who I, yeah. I don't remember the name of because, like, all of the names just slide out of my brain now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But the the main character uh, is is essentially getting chided by this by the older teacher witch right who is like yeah um, I do I do like that the kind of lesson that she learns there um, isn't necessarily like um, you you should learn defeat and uh, the yeah. taste of failure mm-hmm. right they um, get into it yeah mm-hmm. about um, so much as it is uh, more about like you know those things are important but also you yes. shouldn't just grin and bear everything just because right. you feel like you have to um, and I, I feel like that's that's nice too right that like, is nice I, yeah I like when shows take a kind of um, different approach to uh, a traditionally explored problem um, which is why I like shows like um, I really like um, uh, in terms of manga, I like Silver Spoon a lot because of this. Because one of the mm. main tenets of Silver Spoon is like running away is is sometimes the best option, right? Mm-hmm. Because it means that um, like you can uh, take some time for yourself to to think through a problem, and um, if you if you do that, then that time spent running away isn't a waste, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay to take a step back and not be you know productive or whatever if you if you need it to like continue to move forward, like you're just mm-hmm. going to get burnt out otherwise. And I, I really like that actually. Right. Um, right. And I get the same kind of vibes from, from this. I'm very curious to see where it goes um, in terms of the next couple episodes. I think that that'll really decide whether or not I want to keep watching it. Um, yeah. So far I'm interested, obviously, but yeah. uh, conditionally, conditionally. Yeah. If yeah. The next yeah. couple episodes are like really boring. Then I'll be like, I oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Me, 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 me. Yeah. me, me, me. <laughs> so conditionally interested. Boom. Sure. Yep. 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 <laughs> okay. Now let's talk about no plot. Okay. Oh dear God. Um. <laughs> this show doesn't make any sense. Like, did we watch one episode or two? We watched one. <laughs> oh my God. It felt like a lot more than one episode. There was so much stuff that happened, and none of it made any sense. There's like. <laughs> Vampire hit squads and <laughs> they fight and there's genetic experimentation. There's vampires and the the school. There's a school that, and there's like teenagers. <laughs> I don't. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, so I don't know apparently where to begin this, with this show. Yes, yes. Apparently, it was. It it is based on a webtoon that came yeah, out it's in based the on a webtoon. early two thousands. Uh, and so I guess it has a bit of that feel where it feels like it's kind of scattered, I guess. Um, the, where, where do we begin with this show? There's a very clearly a vampire main character who Mm -hmm. (laughs) goes to school and with his very non-vampire looking classmates and (laughs) you get 
a little bit of a slice of life feel. But then there is a vampire hit squad out there who is like destroying an army or something. Uh, and they're on their way to come find this vampire guy. And you get the sense that they're going to clash. Um, the, <laughs> I don't remember who he was. He was like the bodyguard. He ends up having his own character arc within the first episode where uh, yeah. he kind of bonds with this janitor guy who holy shit yeah <laughs> who you went um, through a guy's like very entire sweet to trauma him. arc in yeah. one ep- like in less yeah. than an episode yeah. like this guy gets he introduced like not even like at the beginning I'm pretty yeah. sure yeah he doesn't get introduced at the beginning he gets introduced later on in the episode and he gets hired as a bodyguard for the vampire student and he has I don't know why, but the ca- the episode decides to focus on his character arc, where, yeah, he befriends this janitor who's nice to him, and it's like, you know, take it easy on your first day, blah, 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 you know, that kind of deal. Um, But then later on, these, like, thug kids visit the school. I get, I don't know if they, they actually go there or not, but they start uh bullying some of the other students there, and then the janitor tries to make them leave. Oh, my but God. But then they start bullying him, too. I forgot. <laughs> I completely forgot that dude. One of the, one of the students blocks this dude's punches. This, okay, all of the all of the bad guys. By the way, you can tell they're bad guys because they're eight feet tall. They're huge. The proportions make no sense in this they're anime. Enormous. And then and then the, the the one of the characters who's like the the vampire main character's like friend like broke his arm but like it has his arm in a cast and he uses it to block punches like it's a shield that's not how it works like even a plaster cast right like still yeah yeah Uh, yeah so the episode kind of ends ish with the bodyguard saving these students and the janitor from these thug students and uh, all's well that ends well until the vampire hit squad is shown looming over the the city and they look like they're ready to descend upon it. And that's how the first episode ends. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> that sure is. Um, I, uh, <laughs> this this show is is a mess. And if it's anything like any any. Like I, I know what you mean exactly. Um, when you when you talk about how uh like early two thousands webtoons feel, they always feel very yeah. like scattered because they're kind of scatter shot like throwing spaghetti in the wall to see what sticks. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. So, like, you're not sure if this is supposed to be like a a serious like battle mm-hmm. battle anime or mm-hmm. or whether it's supposed to be slice of life or mm-hmm. some weird comedy because like the main character is like really doesn't understand anything about like people because he's obviously a vampire. Who's right. thousands of years old, but he's still in high school. It's very, it's very like Twilight in in a kind of strange way. Um, and like, and you're not sure if it's supposed to be like a character drama, but be about like the this dude's like traumatic arc from becoming a, a mutation where all his friends got slaughtered by the government. Oh yeah, or something. He lost all his friends, and then now he saw a bodyguard at the school or security guard. There's a lot that happens. It's not (laughs) very well put together. Um, It doesn't look amazing. It doesn't look terrible, but it doesn't look amazing uh, in terms of animation. And it's (laughs) very like 
it's very it's very like um how do i feel this uh it's it's discontinuous it doesn't feel like it's like all part of the same thing that's why i was like is it two episodes no we watched one episode it doesn't feel like it's something that should be contained within one episode it feels like there were a lot of things here and you should have followed maybe a different way of directing your show right and i don't know how much of this is the (laughs) webtoon and how much of this is the anime but like when you're making an anime you can you're allowed to make it make more sense for the screen right like like this is yeah. this is a directorial problem whether it is because you followed <laughs> way too faithfully or not right it's like a, a, yeah, something went wrong I don't wrong know where here. the line is <laughs> something went wrong here i just don't know what noblesse is a mess but it is a very popular <laughs> webtoon so while i'm not personally interested in watching it unless someone comes out and says oh don't worry it gets like really good around episode like 4 or whatever right um it it is but it's such a mess it's such a mess right <laughs> and it might just it might just become less of a mess by abandoning all the things that makes it a mess right like it, it could very well <laughs> easily do that like god knows that like, there's many many manga that start out like uh having a certain tone and then they just toss it away to like do something else right like bleach was like that um yeah and like naruto was very much like this where like yeah. it, it's about like sad ninja boy and his like um sort of sad comedy trauma um and and like doing his best to become a ninja and then like somewhere along the way it like becomes like all right welcome to world war three ninja edition and you're like <laughs> um this isn't what i signed up for <laughs> right and like bleach is like ah yeah cool uh you got monster of the week uh you know, uh, uh, substitute Soul Reaper, Nito, Burrito. This guy doesn't know what he's doing, but he's doing his best um, to, like, the dramatic arc um, that was admittedly very good, right? Of, of like, uh, uh, all right, we got to save Rukia from the Soul Society. And then, like... Yeah. Uh, uh, that arc was the, so good. Turns out the holy bad guy was eyes and all along. You're like, holy yeah. shit, yeah. whoa. And then, like... And it, then he ascended into the sky, and then right. the, the show became bad. <laughs> and then it becomes a complete mess after that. Um, yeah. Because, every, like... It, just there's new things coming all the time and none of them make yeah. really that much sense and it's just there's no real purpose to any of it except to prolong the lifetime the life uh the longevity of like bleach as a as a right. concept um yeah which is like um yeah um but yeah it's um it could be good question mark <laughs> is based is, on I the think, first episode yeah uh it's um it it's one of those for me. I was so highly entertained watching this show because it was one of those so bad it's good kind yeah, of shows. Yeah, yeah. Where I think a, a lot watch of vampire it, shows yeah. are like that. Like we we at some point yeah, watched that yeah, like yeah. vampire musical yeah. anime. <laughs> I don't remember the name of. I love that show. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you're you're quite enamored with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's in the same boat. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing. That's <laughs> there's no nothing quite like a show where later on in the season you get dogs singing in a musical in a vampire musical anime, and it's really just the best thing ever. <laughs> oh god, what was the name of that show? I don't remember. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Um, uh, 
<laughs> so yeah, no bless. Maybe maybe not our thing. Maybe it gets better. Uh, I don't really <laughs> dance care. with devils. <laughs> dance with devils. Oh, you're right. That's what it was called. Yeah. I don't really I don't really care too much to to see where it goes from here unless someone explicitly <sighs> says like it was really good, right? Um, yeah, maybe I'll watch it in my off time because it's just so funny. But uh, it's yeah, this like this seems very much like a, a Renu like a Renu amusement <laughs> watch. Um, if if we have time to, I guess we could. But like otherwise, probably not. Um, <laughs> speaking of things that we probably won't watch, I'm standing on yes. one million lives. Is an isekai show that I that had yeah. absolutely nothing going for it. <laughs> I was very curious to hear your opinion about this show. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's like. Um, it's it's an isekai and it's and it's also kind of not because I guess they like come back to the real world. It's kind of like Gantz in a weird way. Mm, yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But like the gimmick is that they all suck. They all have abilities that <laughs> suck. They're all really bad <laughs> at fighting. They're like we gave the mage wind ability. It makes us. It makes a light breeze. Um, yeah. And essentially they can die and come back as many times as they want as long as at least one of them is still alive. So it's kind of like um, if you're playing like a video game like Left 4 Dead where like as long as one of you is alive, you don't party wipe. Um, right. And that's interesting, but the animation was eh. And the story yeah. itself was kind of like weird because the yeah. the tone of it was completely all over the place. I yeah. wasn't sure whether or not this was supposed to be a serious, like, if you die in the game, you die in real life mood um, or not. But because it kind of plays it that way where it's like, we can't we can't lose here. But at the same time, um, the like GM, quote unquote, of the game shows up and he's like a blue oh. CG man who is naked yeah. and has half of his top the top half of his head missing and he spins a wheel to show you what class you are and our yeah. character yeah. Gets oh, yeah. the farmer class. The tone class. is bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the tone is all over the place. I have absolutely yeah. no idea what's going on. And yeah. it, to me, is just like, why is this an anime, right? Like, yeah. surely something interesting happens later in, but like, I would rather just read a manga adaptation than waste my time watching an anime, which feels kind of bad to say, but like, it's kind of true, yeah. right? Like, if the anime is not going to look that good, why am I watching it? It's, it, I, I do, like, the core premise of it being in, uh, about, like, uh, trying to maintain your party and how, um, as long as you have one member of your party standing, then it's good. Like, that, that kind of concept is like, I think interesting to me and also the fact that you, they don't quite know who next is going to join their party um unless the uh GM tells them like uh, you know about who they need to meet next and you don't know what class they'll end up as. Right. I think that's also interesting. Mm-hmm. Um because like they they have the mage girl first and then she recruits the warrior girl who um is also incompetent because she doesn't she's she doesn't have the the bravado to actually use her sword properly Mm -hmm. um and then they recruit the guy who ends up being a farmer and his tools break immediately whenever he tries to attack anything Mm -hmm. um and so but then by the end the tone shifts to something way more serious because the mage girl gets eaten the warrior has her hand bitten off and none of them are regenerating because uh they're still i guess considered mid-quest with this giant monster thing this ogre right. or whatever. Yeah. And so um it's basically left to farmer guy to rescue them and 
the tone just like gets very serious at the end, but then they try to play it kind of like I don't know, maybe like a little I, I don't know how to describe it, kind of edgy ish, where he yeah ends up like really he he much vastly prefers this world despite their lives being at risk over living in real society. Yeah, I completely forgot this part, but he's basically a complete psychopath. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the episode ends and he's just like, yes, I've been yeah. waiting. I've right. been waiting for so long for a chance right. to just do murder. Although, <laughs> the, to be fair, the episode opens with him, like, being a complete psycho in, in the, um, uh, in the video game he's playing where he's just like, yeah, yeah. I don't care about you. I just want to finish this by myself as long as I make it through whatever. I think the arc, okay, if I'm, if, if, if my intuition is correct, the arc, the mm-hmm. a general arc is going to go in one of two directions, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it has to go in one of two directions. Either mm-hmm. he is going to learn the value of friendship and becoming ah. a member of a party that works together or he's going to mm-hmm. become a complete incel. <laughs> <laughs> There's no in between. <laughs> Those are the two yeah. options. I think. I think. I. I um. It, it seems like it'll go for the former rather than the latter, but I guess we'll see. Maybe um, I don't know. There's yeah, like there. There is. There's, there's, a, some there's enough characters there. that I think yeah. maybe maybe it will. Um. Yeah. But I mean, he gets a party of ladies. You remember from the trailer? You always be an incel. I mean, listen, you can be an yeah. incel and still be in a party of ladies. That's how every isekai works. <laughs> like, every every isekai is just like, oh, I've been spurned by the hero's party. It's okay, I'll build a new harem. Anyway. Um, uh, terrible. Terrible. Uh, this show I don't, I don't recommend. I do not, do I'm not, not a huge fan show. of it either. Yeah. I, if there's a manga, just, just read the manga. Honestly, maybe I will. Yeah. Maybe I'll tell you about it. Anyway, um, <laughs> the premise is interesting, but it's just not executed good at all. Yeah, it's I don't not really int- yeah. care, right? Because it's just like, ah, yeah. there's you've introduced some stakes, but they're so convoluted and complicated that I don't care. It's that very much. confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no there's no clarity of purpose here. Like, is it? Is yeah. it just like people are useless? I'm going to become a, the strongest villager. I don't I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, um, do you want to talk about the next one? Yeah, uh, so the next one is Kamisama no ni Natahi. It's um, it's about this little girl who descends to the earth and she claims to be, um, Odin, and uh, it takes the whole episode. But then by the end, the guy is convinced that yes, indeed, this girl has godlike powers because she is able to predict horse races. <laughs> Yeah, she has like she has like omnipotency, I guess. Yeah, but then when he tries to, when she tries to help him get with the girl that he wants to get with. Um, by the way, the guy's name is Izanagi, and the girl he wants to get with is Izanami. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> uh, it fails. It fails wonderfully. Um, and so yeah. Anyway, um, he has to take care of this girl now because they're apparently going to cohabitate in the same house because his mom decided that she was going to agree to take this strange girl in and you get the sense that she knows who this girl is um but yeah the girl uh is predicting that the world will end very soon and so this guy might as well you know take advantage of her powers while while he has her around yeah before the world ends yep it's um 
I'm interested. I think I think I'm gonna watch more of this. Um, I th- I think we're gonna watch more of this. That is to say, yeah. Um, if it does end up going in a in a direction that says something, you know, then that would be quite something. Yeah. Well, this is so it's it's created by uh, and Kamisama Natahi uh, is is the day I became a god. Um, it's created by the person who did Angel Beats and Charlotte. Um, so basically it will either be very good or very bad um <laughs> or like charlotte it will be very good for the most for the majority of it and then become very bad in the last couple of episodes <laughs> i don't know what happens because i've never seen it but that's that's what i hear anyone ever talk about with that show they're like well, yeah. it was really good until it wasn't yeah and all i hear about angel beats is that it's very good but heart-wrenching <laughs> yeah An- angel beats is really good um yeah so I mean, it's it definitely has the the setup to be to be good because I think one of the good the one of the really like um, good things about Angel Beats is how well it builds characters and how well um, it lets you get attached to them before it hits you with the emotional mallet. So um, hopefully this is uh, very much the same. That if it's going to pull some kind of like um, emotional twist on you, that it it will build to it gradually and yeah. Um, and uh deftly uh like the premise is interesting um like the fact that someone's just like ah the world will end um by the way i have demonstrated to you beyond reasonable doubt that uh i have i have godlike powers so um you know will the world end like what's gonna happen i'm i'm actually interested in what's gonna happen in this show yeah um like generally speaking uh to me like uh the the plot of a show is less of a um factor uh, as much as how it is executed right i think very boring premises can have very good shows um Mm -hmm. and very interesting premises can have very bad executions which lead to bad shows um so, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, um, it it seems like enough in that that middle area of like it's not badly done so far. Yeah, it looks um, it looks yeah. good, right? Like yeah, it it animation wise is a little bit bloomy, but it like looks good. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely a little bit bloomy, but it's not outrageous. Um, like they're they're going a little hard on the filters, but it's yeah, it's not as bad as as Oreski, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, yeah, I am interested. I'm also interested in seeing how, like, the true identities of the guy and the girl, Izanagi and Izanami, because we obviously know what what their names refer to. And the girl um, seemed to pay special attention to, to what their names were. Um, so I'm interested in seeing if they actually do have, like, yeah. a relation to, you know, the gods that they're named after, or if it's just, like, you know, they're just... And- and it's I will I will say I think the show is is actually like pretty funny um yeah. in terms of how it executes its comedy like mm-hmm. the the little gag animations are cute and the um the like timing and execution of the of the jokes is is pretty good like because mm-hmm. the um because this little girl is like uh I'm I'm god right um this this dude is like I all right, all right. Let's get let's get you home. Let's get you some. some right, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and like she, she very much like kind of like uh, inadvertently plays along um, into it in a very fun way, right? Because um, she's like this haughty little character. So yeah. Um, so you're you're like wondering. You have the same kind of disbelief um, where you're like, oh, this is just like a the very chuny little girl. 
Um, and then right. her predictions start coming true, and you're like, wait a minute. And suddenly you're having the same revelation that the main character's having, where you're like, hmm, maybe mm. she's onto something. Wait, does that mean the world is going to end? What does that right. mean? <laughs> Right. So yeah, um, I'm 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 looking forward to to watching more of this. Um, if for no other reason than to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shall we talk about uh, Hanyo no Yashahime or Yashahime, the half demon princess? Yeah, let's talk about this. <laughs> I would like to hear your thoughts about this first. Oh, uh, sure. Right. So I guess my experience with Inuyasha is that I watched all of the anime, uh, including the final acts, and then I read parts of the manga. Um, and so I I didn't really want this anime. <laughs> uh-huh. And you I, didn't want I, Boruto, I, the Inuyasha edition? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I felt like the original story wrapped up really well, like really, really well, and... That was it, man. Right. It was very long. It was a complete saga, adventure, journey, whatever. It was done. And yet this came out. And so now we have to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I, from the first episode... Okay, so the first episode, <laughs> it introduces you to Yasha Hime and, and her two little cohorts, her sister and then um, Inuyasha and Kagome's daughter. Uh, and also takes a long flashback to the original characters. Um, and so it kind of like helps you as the audience establish kind of where the characters were after the show ends. Mm -hmm. Uh, you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> um, there's more, <laughs> there's more like Shikon jewel nonsense. Uh, it never ends, man. I don't know. Well, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This show made me tired. The existence of this show, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, the the main draw of this show and why people were so freaking ecstatic slash intrigued by it was because Yasha Hime and her sister are the twin daughters of Sashomaru. Sashomaru so fucks. <laughs> so everyone wants to know. Whomst did Sishomaru get down with? Like, who is the mother of these twin who the, daughters? Whomst who, did the mother of these children? <laughs> yeah. That's the main draw of the show. I think Otherwise, you're right. <laughs> there's, there's nothing, right? Like, I don't... Like, I, I'm... The the designs of the characters are nice because they were done by the original author. But otherwise, the writing, the story content of the, the show has nothing to do with the original author. Like, she didn't do yeah. anything for it aside from the yeah. character designs. And so, if you, it feels like someone's fan fiction of, of Inuyasha. Like, yeah. post, I mean, post finishing the show, they wrote a fan fiction. It definitely does feel like Inuyasha, um, yeah. for better or for worse. Um, but it yeah. definitely is a, um, and this is, this is interesting because it's a trend that has been going on with a lot of shows recently where you have, um, obviously you have Boruto, um, and, um, you have the, uh, what's it called um there's there's like the new the new dragon ball z serialization that's not done by akira toyama because toyama doesn't give a fuck um but uh like yashahima kind of fits into that same space where it is people who were like really big fans of the original works coming to help create the like 
quote unquote next generation. And like yeah. in some ways I think that's cool because it, it's like this interesting yes. passing of the torch um right. thing. Mm-hmm. And in many, 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 many other ways, I really think we should just let things die. I don't I don't know at what point <sighs> we stopped being able to let thing let go of things, but we just need to let things die sometimes, right? It's like I think <laughs> yeah. you're right, Inuyasha wrapped up like so well that we really didn't need like Inuyasha 2 Electric Boogaloo featuring the uh, Inuyasha <laughs> yeah. triplets. Two, two yeah, yeah. of them coming from Sashomaru's seed. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I, yeah, um, this show didn't need to exist, but it does. But it does, and now we have to grapple with that reality. It, it's not offensive. Like, it's no, fine. No, the it's first not. episode is very clearly a huge homage to the original series, and that's also fine. I, uh... I'll, for me, the best part of the main Inuyasha series was kind of uh, more towards the beginning, but also parts in the middle where it felt very immersed within Japanese mythology and the feudal era and wasn't so much like monster of the week, but it just like the tone of it was very, it was like, was pretty dark, but also like you just, you felt like you were in that world, right? Um. And then it eventually just became Kagome as a magical priestess princess girl who can like do everything. She's going to save the world. And, and I wasn't super on board for that. Um, and then this sequel kind of picks up on that light tone. Like it continues the light tone versus the, so, the heavy, like kind of dark. Sometimes I forget that yeah. Inuyasha is an isekai about the Edo period of Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like. <laughs> Because, like, there's so much between the start of the, the show and the, yeah. the end of it where it's, like, yep. they're unrecognizable. Yeah. Like, yes, like it's, like, ah, Edo Japan. And then, like, just, like, you just immediately kind of careen into, like, ah, Monster of the Week. Wait, aren't we still in Edo Japan? Right. You, even, even Kagome during the series sporadically remembers oh yes i can go back home anytime i want by going through the well and see she just does <laughs> yeah okay um yeah uh, yeah i mean it, it is what to say about yashihime yeah. except that it's like incredibly inoffensive just yes but that's kind of all it is right right um, I'm not super interested in it, but yeah, it's not offensive. Like if you, if <laughs> for some reason this strikes your fancy, by all means watch it because it's not bad. Sure, sure. I mean, yeah. there's definitely people who watch Boruto because they're like, man, I, I, I just didn't get enough Naruto, which is like, really, you didn't? <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> I, I was done much earlier than you were done. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah uh, it, I will say I do like the character designs for like the main. They're like, very good. The main girl. I think. Yeah. For Yashahime, I like a lot. And yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think I think it's good. As as a as a set, they're they're very good and they complement each other very well. Mm-hmm. Um I like the fact that she's just wearing a white suit for some reason. Yeah, I think that's nice. Um it's very Sashomaru. Like <sighs> it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah. like very Sashomaru in the modern age. It's like Sashomaru would wear a white yeah. suit everywhere for no reason other than to flex, right? Yeah, and then uh, the other girl, her sister Looks like a clash between Sashomaru or a fusion between Sashomaru and Sango in her warrior outfit. Right. So now you're like, but she did, but but he okay. didn't bone down with Sango. She already speaking, has like 15 kids. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking <laughs> of, I will say the dirtiest thing that they ever did to this, this show, 
the dirtiest yeah. thing they ever did yeah. was yeah. was relegate Sango to yeah. Miroku's husband. <laughs> no, to Miroku's wife. <laughs> Miroku's wife. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah. Sorry. And like they have like 18 kids. There's so fucking many children. And it's like you know this makes sense, but also Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was I was very much hoping that they would introduce Miroku again as as Sango's husband and just be like, I think they didn't do that. And they did I'm it. so they're upset. Just like, there's, it's like ah yeah, Miroku, wayward monk, and you're like really, really. Yeah. So Sango is his wife, but he is his own man. All right, whatever. That's, you're gonna that's put fine. some disrespect on my girl yeah. Sango like this. They disrespecting her though. S-M-H. Like I didn't. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's Yashahime. Uh, not our cup of tea, really, but maybe it's yours. Up to you, yeah. question mark, question mark, question mark. Let's talk about Yukoku no Moriarty or Moriarty the Patriot. Which Wait, is, you, which you is skipped uh, one again. I, it's fine. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to okay. it. So, um, um, yeah, let's talk about this. Yukoku no Moriarty is about uh, William James Moriarty, famed <laughs> arch nemesis of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And follows his misadventures as a consulting criminal. And we watched yeah. one episode of it, and it's intriguing. I'm interested, actually. It Okay, so we went into this thinking that it would be garbage fire. But yeah, it actually, I thought it would be really bad, but it actually wasn't. <laughs> it actually wasn't that bad. Uh, <laughs> maybe because our standards were so low in the beginning. Right. But I, I actually, like, it didn't do the thing that I got upset with in the last mystery thriller murder mystery thriller that i watched in which they they inserted evidence that the audience never got to see right. they very clearly like followed like a narrative uh plot line throughout and you understood the uh inferences that he was making and the the deductions that he was making and they they, they just it just made sense mm-hmm. all the way until the end well and i really appreciated that <laughs> I like this show because, um, and we've obviously only seen a little bit of it, and it obviously wasn't perfect in, in this regard. It was not um, perfect, yeah. It doesn't give you a lot of time to think about, and yeah. it doesn't give you super in-depth clues. It's clearly yeah. not set up to be a mystery that you are supposed to solve. Um, right. Like, it's very much kind of like you are, you're watching Moriarty's kind of guiding hand. But at the same time, yes, yes. Um, I think for a show that isn't, about Sherlock Holmes specifically, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? Right. Like, I think right. the, the more interesting thing about um, a show about Moriarty is because um, you get to watch the crime happen in real time, right? Yeah. It's a reverse detective fiction where right. um, you are watching the case get set up. And mm-hmm. the thing about it is uh, you... Um, so, I don't remember who said this, but I think it, it was like a Waypoint article or something where somebody was talking about how... Hitman is a really good Sherlock Holmes game because you set up the murder that happens and and you're, oh. you you are along the way putting up all the pieces that that lead to someone potentially discovering how the murder was uh, taking place. And I think this show has a very similar energy to it where it's more about how was the crime committed because um, obviously he does some deductions in the show and and you're like ah it's funny because it's like a it's a it's a nod to Sherlock Holmes. Um, but right. Really, mm-hmm. the kind of meat of the, the show itself was him going and finding out information about the, the person who did it and, like, casually being like, hey, 
uh, so uh, <laughs> you murdered some some children, did you? Um, and then like le- like leading and luring him into um, an abandoned like warehouse so that uh, uh, the ch- the father of one of these children could get bloody bloody revenge. And you're like, well, damn. That, oh, yeah, right. That, that it, it has a very different conclusion, right? Because with Sherlock, you would expect, okay, he does all this work to find out who the criminal is. Then he, he the guy gets jailed, the, the criminal gets jailed. And so then the conclusion for this, because it's Moriarty who's leading the whole thing, is that a crime happens then and that's why he's the criminal consultant. Yeah, exactly. You find the criminal and then someone else does the crime and then that's it. <laughs> Um, and so then you, you're left with the, uh, I guess, the question is why is he doing this, right? And that, mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure they'll they'll I've, probably drag that through the show. So um, and, yeah, I've actually mm-hmm. seen uh, some screen caps from some of the uh, from episodes like two and three, and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Randy, things get pretty wild. I'm so ready. I actually I think, want to watch more of this. <laughs> I, think, I think you're. I think you're gonna enjoy what comes next. Yeah. Um. It sure tells you uh quite quite a bit, and I like <laughs> I think the complications that it it presents. Anyway, um. Yes. <laughs> I I completely agree. Um. It, it. Yeah. It is actually a well put together anime, and it looks looks pretty good. It's very interesting to watch. Like there's something <laughs> happening, and you're like, ooh, like. So many shows like this kind of just get lost in the details yeah. and they like don't have anything yeah. interesting to like present to you. But like this show mm-hmm. is like, you wanna watch somebody do a revenge murder? Yeah, you do. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you know you're not wrong, I guess. <laughs> um And of course you, you get to watch all of the, the crime happen uh at the hands of of, of Twink Moriarty who looks like Leo Fortia from Promare. Yeah, but but if if Leah was a vampire, <laughs> right, was a, oh, that's right. There's like a whole there's like a whole thing in this show where like some people look like like have like vampire teeth, um, and that's been unexplained. But um, if it has anything to do with the um uh the kind of uh themes that I'm picking up from the second or third episode, then maybe there is actually something about this vampire thing. Um, uh, anyway, um. <laughs> We're gonna be watching it, and um, I'm I'm looking forward to more episodes. So you cook in a Moriarty, definitely. Um, we're going to be watching it week to week. Yeah. <laughs> the all, I'm interested in seeing where it goes. Cast stamp of approval. <laughs> bump, bump. For now. <laughs> For now, it might get much worse. Who knows? <laughs> it might Kabuki Cho Sherlock us, oh, but Lordy. at least the premise of it so far. I mean, isn't as offensive. Wasn't Kabuki Chester like kind of a mess from episode one? Yeah, it was, and All so right. at least, at the very least, the first episode not quite a mess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, let's go. Speaking back of and, messes, let's go back and talk about Adachi <laughs> and Shimamura. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, that's that's not quite a mess. That's fine. It's not quite. It's not quite a mess. Um, this is yeah. a show about um two girls who are, I guess, delinquents, and they basically fall in love with each other uh, over oh. a game of ping pong that they do instead of going yeah. to class because they're delinquents. Yeah. Um, this is a very pretty show. Like, a really pretty show. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is like... Um, I don't know what exactly it is um, about it or uh, like what studio does it, 
Um, but the like processing, the post-processing effects are really, really good, and they're used like they're used very well. I think, right? It looks, yeah. it looks a, it looks very, very, very well done. Um, to the point where it, it, like a lot of it looks like a movie. Um, and I think that might be um somewhat on purpose. I will say, um, it's quite, and I know you had this complaint, but it's quite slow. Yeah, and that I'm. <laughs> I don't know if it's because of my own personal bias with these kinds of of like love falling in love shows, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the storytelling was like the developments were extremely slow. But what really got me was the narration, and that yeah. was something that you helped explain to me um, because this was adapted from a light novel. Is that mayhaps it was adapted a little too closely to the light novel? I suspect because so. uh, yeah, the. Uh, the inner monologues of the these characters, or at least the main one of the main girls, is extensive. Very, very extensive. <laughs> she voices her every thought at some points, and it is a lot, especially because there's a lot of visual metaphors going on to accompany her narration. Uh it's the it's not that I'm offended by a lot of inner monologue either because I think there's ways to do it that are very effective. Um, I, I was reminded of Sangatsu no Lion, mm-hmm. which has a lot of inner monologue, but uh, spliced in with um, some interesting imagery. It helps with the emotional storytelling because there is a lot of that in that show versus the actual events happening within the show, right? And of course, it's united by or there's a there's a through line of of uh of shogi throughout you know like that. right and yeah. so um this show feels like there's a through line of ping pong throughout um as these two girls you know go through their emotional journey of discovering their feelings for each other and how they're changing mm-hmm. but <laughs> I don't I don't know why it like offends me so much more than than Sangatsu no Lion, right? I guess the 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 writing maybe is is just something about the tone, I'm not sure. But it it got to a point where it was bothering me how much she was just narrating. Um versus in Sangatsu it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Um it's not for me, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's also yeah. not like a bad show either. Like we said, it's really pretty, and yeah, I think, it's not I think badly written. It, it's probably yeah. one of the better shows uh, yeah. that, that is airing. Like, as far as a non like action show goes, I I think it's probably the best looking one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just very like, it's very like dense with imagery um in in the uh respect that it it is very pretty to look at and everything looks so well done like there's a very good attention to detail that there isn't necessarily with a lot of other shows yeah for sure i think maybe it's just the pacing is yeah it's it's just really slow you were just hoping like more would happen in the first episode i think yeah right yeah, like, I, I guess so. We we kind of start in media res, um, where they're like kind of already, uh, they already know each other and they're like playing ping pong, um, and then we kind of like backtrack and like see how they met, um, but like still there isn't really a lot that happens, and I I think 
that doesn't necessarily have to be, um, but because it's all narration based, um, you're essentially just watching like a very pretty slideshow of of animated pieces while someone mm. like monologues at yeah. you, which is like. I mean, it might be it might be your speed, but it doesn't cohesively come together in the same way that um, something like Sangatsu no Lion does, where it like is so heavily tied that way. Um, yeah, I guess that's if yeah, you, yeah. If you had the first episode of Adachi and Shimamura, and you just like took out all the dialogue and you only had music, I think you would get the gist of it. Yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking about too. Was that because they had a lot of actual visual imagery accompanying with what she was saying i felt like a lot of the things that she was saying were completely unnecessary i think you're, like, I think you're if, right yeah. yeah if they had just shown the metaphors of like you know the water and stuff like that and or like the the looks that she's sharing with this other girl and, and just these kinds of little moments just let them sit and and speak for themselves like you don't have to adapt the like yes the inspiration for these scenes might be the uh narration from the light novel but because it's an animation you can just animate it and then let that be you don't necessarily yeah. have to include the words that that created the scene right yeah I, yeah and, and obviously like that's just kind of a problem that is always going to play light novels especially ones that are very yeah. heavily from the perspective of one of one character internally monologuing about everything that that goes around yeah it. it's it is a result of the form that a light novel takes where um because it doesn't rely on a lot of pictures um it it is especially if it's from the first person um it relies a lot on the person doing the monologuing to explain kind of everything but in an anime you don't have to do that right you can just yeah you can just have pictures and then you don't mm-hmm. have to say words about the pictures necessarily because the pictures do speak for themselves yeah absolutely um I, I wish they had had more of, of just letting the animation do its thing because it's it's gorgeous. It's um, apparently by Tezuka Productions. <laughs> oh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, really interesting. Which, um, as you guys might know, uh, they focus on adapting Osamu Tezuka's work into anime. And uh, but lately they've been doing different stuff. Like they did quintessential quintuplets. Oh, that um, show also looked really good. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, so they okay, make no, really pretty stuff. That show looked <laughs> all right. Yeah. That show oh, the, looked the art style that's based right. on is really good. But yeah. the manga looks really good. Yeah, consistently the manga is good. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, the animation in this in this show is really good. So I wish they wish they would just let it let it speak for itself more. That's yeah, all. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's it's fine. Yeah. It is definitely about two girls falling in love you're not being queer baited or anything they're definitely yeah, that, it's definitely the explicit love. premise coming yeah. into it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so um that's Adachi and Shimamura. um mm-hmm. i think it's very well worth a watch actually like i think it's worth worth checking out to see if if yes. you'll enjoy it because i think Correct. if, if yeah. you do it'll mm-hmm. be a very rewarding thing to watch um there's like yeah. some yeah, weird sure. like question question mark metaphor stuff that's going on um like the the alien or like the astronaut oh yeah yeah um Uh but uh yeah it's it's hard to say i don't know this is the kind of thing that i would like maybe want to watch but not with other people i think with other people it's just too slow yeah yeah i think that's entirely fair yeah um anyway shall we move on yeah 
Um, I guess next is uh, Ikebukuro Westgate Park. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, let's talk about this show because um, maybe <laughs> let's start with what it's about, uh, which is we don't quite know. And so maybe we can just talk about what happened in the first episode. <laughs> okay, this show is a mess. It's a pretty big mess. I'm not... Again, we're not sure what it's about because it doesn't quite, at least for us, quite solidly establish what it's about. You obviously it takes place in Ikebukuro, and it uh, naturally like there's like gangs and stuff and different factions within uh, this district, and they're all kind of clashing with each other. So the beginning of the show is about these colored factions clashing with each other, and then. It becomes this episode about this little girl who wants to get revenge on this drugstore because um, a, this guy who was high on weed r- ran over some pedestrians and one of those pedestrians was her mom. Yeah, okay. And- so, so, yeah, the, the, the anime opens up with like this this guy who is clearly on some kind of drug fueled rampage like just speeding yeah. down the streets and then he gets caught and beat up by these these G boys whatever that <laughs> means um i guess there's some kind of vigilante force i i guess <laughs> um, yeah i think so and like the the whole thing is very confusing to me because like the, their shorthand for drugs was like them growing weed and it's like you got you guys, like, I I know that things are a little bit weird in Japan reg- in regards to to drugs, but weed is not is not like cocaine or or, or like meth, right? If it like, had been meth, it would have it would have made a lot more sense, <laughs> right? Like, I I don't know if 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 like there's supposed to be other things that are happening here, or if this is just a fucking weed shop. Like, can you, <laughs> uh-huh. guys? Guys, mm-hmm. please. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's, uh, <sighs> I, I get it, right? Because it's like, ah, uh, that's like the the illegal drug f- shorthand. But it's like such a like, it's such a comical thing to have this whole drama be set up about like this dude that went like nutso and then like drove over a bunch of people in his car. Um, and then you get into the lab where they're producing the drugs, <laughs> and it's like they're growing weed. You're like. That is that is not that is not what marijuana does. <laughs> THC in your bloodstream will not make you get into your car and drive over people. Yeah, it it will maybe make you crave a cheeseburger. It feels so disconnected and uninformed. Is essentially what it just, it boils it's down very, to. Like, it's and, very confused. Yeah, and very confusing. Because, yeah. like, you're not really sure what the fuck a G-boy is supposed to be. Yeah. And why yeah. the police are just letting a bunch of vigilantes <laughs> run the city for them. And why people seem to be cheering for the G-boys beating the absolute shit out of some, like, person high on drugs. Like, everything about this show is so weird. And, like, in, in a yeah. way that's, like, different than normal, right? It feels like... If this, yeah. this show feels like it was made by people who have never experienced drug-related media, even, mm-hmm. which is wild, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, if mm-hmm. you showed a person who made this Breaking Bad, their mind would explode, right? Like, that's what it oh, feels yeah, like. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 
Yeah, it it feels like it was written by someone who's never had any kind of experience whatsoever with this world, and it almost feels like it's written by a child in that sense, you know. Um, and child, and how disconnected. No, it anyways, is. that's that's by the right. way. It's not how meth labs look. So don't oh. even. Yeah, like anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh- <laughs> this show was. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. Like it was like Durara no, if Durara no, yeah. looked like uh that yeah. one crime show that we watched a couple of seasons ago where like there was like that Jeffrey Dahmer guy that just like drilled people's heads open. Oh yeah. <laughs> it invaded. <laughs> it invaded, that's what it was called. It, it, it looks like the ourselves it invaded, kind of, but it's it's kind it's of, like the yeah. Plot and tone question mark of Durara, but not as like weird. Not even. Yeah, it's not, it's as, not like, even wild. that well executed. No. I, like overall. I don't think this is very good, right? No, it feels super derivative of a lot of different things, but it becomes a mess as a result. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, oh, God, we didn't even talk about the goddamn character designs. Like, Yeah, you've got... Uh... Lord help you. If you can <laughs> watch this with a straight face while the main character is walking around with the with the shirt that says smoking kills I... on it. <laughs> entire episode the main character is wearing this shirt it's like a black shirt that has like a white box that has white text in it that just plainly says smoking kills you're like what the fuck is happening and then like the the girl at the end is wearing like a a hoodie that just says oregon (laughs) oregon like ah confusing i don't know it's like this feels like if if like Tite Kubo had like a less successful brother who decided he would make a manga. <laughs> That's extremely what it feels like. He's like, I'll show my brother Tite Kubo, famed author of Bleach, what for? And then he made this, <laughs> yeah. right? And you're like, yeah. There's a reason Tite Kubo is more famous than you, not Tite Kubo. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Get in line, second son. Yeah, no. Um it we we said this while we were watching it, but it it feels like the plot line of a comedy show, but it's not. But it's like, not. It, it takes t- itself it's so seriously. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh I'm going to I'm going to give this one a hard pass. Hard pass. Hard yeah. pass. Put the stamp down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, let's talk about something that's actually good. Let's talk about Maojo de Oyasumi. Uh, oh, I don't remember the God. name of this in English, but it's the Sleepy Princess. Yeah. This is this is a great show. I love the manga for this, and the anime is good, too. Oh, my God. It was so funny. <laughs> it was legitimately entertaining. <laughs> she gets... Listen, so the, prin- the princess gets kidnapped by the Demon King and is yeah. kept in the Demon King's castle, and all yeah. she wants to do is sleep. So yes. she will do everything in her power and then some to get a a good night of rest and and that right because includes... she's a prisoner she does she doesn't have anything to do <laughs> and that and that includes going out of her way to break out of her cell and then <laughs> hunt down and cut off all the capes in the castle before realizing that the most beautiful and comfortable one of all is a fudoshiki or sheet ghost and so she just snips it in half and just takes it <laughs> Her trials and tribulations to get a nice night's sleep are so 
incredibly entertaining and yet so relatable because I too would just want a nice a nice night's sleep if I was in her position. <laughs> yeah. This this show's great. Um I love I love the manga. I've read a ton of the manga for this. Um yeah. I highly, highly recommend it. Like the animation is the yeah the animation is good and the writing is really good yep. the the pacing is just really like on point for the comedy all the characters and are very you, endearing they're very endearing and you just like you keep wondering after she gets each stage of 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 her thing done like okay she has a nice pillow what's next okay she wants nice sheets okay what's next she wants a little headband all right and then it keeps going and going yep. from there and it gets yep. more and more outrageous but it's so funny <laughs> Yep, yep. <laughs> Big fan over here. Yeah. 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 I highly recommend. <laughs> it's I a little bit it. dark. It has a bit of the dark comedy, but it, it's it done in a, a really dark. good way. It, yeah. It's a, little, it's a little dark comedy because it's it's an RPG world and so they can respawn in the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she decides, oh, the coffin looks really comfortable, but I need something to grind it. Hmm. The oh demon priest has rough looking horns. <laughs> uses entire face to sand a coffin. <laughs> it's it's very enjoyable slapstick comedy. Um and yeah. I I highly, highly recommend it. Um I, I enjoy it immensely. We're definitely gonna be watching this going forward. Yeah, it it feels to me like the kind of show where you watch the first episode and you immediately understand the tone going forward and yeah, how the comedy yeah. is gonna play out. So at least uh I definitely recommend giving the first episode a watch. <laughs> absolutely absolutely anyway yeah. let's talk about magatsu war height zurst yes that is the title of the anime this is apparently based <laughs> on a mobile game and yeah. it's like about a tyrannical government that cedes power to a demagogue that becomes basically the god king emperor of a king hey wait a minute uh-huh huh. <laughs> <laughs> huh, sorry, oh, sorry, I just I got lost. Oh, there. you I, you uh, had a moment. Yeah, you got lost in the stuff. sauce a bit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was legit thinking about this um, when you saw the kind of like consolidation of military power um, in in the beginning of the show, where I was like, oh no, oh god. <laughs> um, but anyway, it uh, they basically the the show follows a courier who accidentally delivered something uh accidentally delivered weapons uh and so now he's on the run and part of an illegal terrorist force of of freedom fighters that wants to overthrow this the oppressive government um which i mean i guess that's pretty relatable content nowadays huh mm. <laughs> but it's not incredible not bad but not incredible um it's it feels a lot like Fire Emblem, kind of. Really? Um, a little bit, right? Because it's it's about a small force overtaking a uh, large oppressive one. Um, mm. So there's a little bit of a Fire Emblem-esque feeling to it uh, and and some other stuff. But, um, I mean, I, yeah, overall it's like, all right, right? It's based on a mobile game. It is all right. I, I was agree. not expecting it to be mm-hmm. any good when I learned it was based on a mobile game. Oh uh, yeah, no. It's it's better than I expected considering it was based on a mobile game. Yeah, yeah. Generally those these kinds of anime that are based on mobile games are hot garbage fire. Um 
with like a couple of rare exceptions but for the most part they're like really disjointed or they're low budget or just not made well in general but this one it did have a plot line and it carried through with the plot line yeah i'm just not sure how invested i am like i am vaguely curious about how things will go from here because the end it definitely ended on on a cliffhanger oh it ends on a wild note yeah 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 um so yeah i mean it's it's fine it's not uh, it's not bad, and but it's not like it didn't hook me right away either. So right, right, yeah, yeah. And there was a Universal logo at the very beginning, and yeah. that caught me by surprise. It, it, it sure <laughs> was. I thought I thought I was watching a movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't really have anything else to to say about it. It was all right. Like, yeah, it was fine. Better than expected for a mobile game, but still not good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a it's a little bit wild because it basically ends on this dude killing a, a man for the first time in his life, and you can see that in his eyes. But other than that, yeah, um, yeah, I don't suspect that the rest of the show is going to be all that amazing. Hmm. I'm 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 tempted to agree. It, it, it could surprise you, but yeah, yeah. Who knows? There's some mobile games I would watch an adaptation for, but for the most part, they're not very good. Like, mm-hmm. here's the thing: is like the I think the only good mobile game adaptation thus far has been Princess Connect. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of a better <laughs> one because like the Granville Fantasy <laughs> adaptation kind of blows. It's <laughs> unfortunate, but that's just the way that it is. Um, uh huh. But yeah, um, shall we talk about? Okay, shall we talk about a we- about the the next two on this list are weird adaptations. Ah, <sighs> yeah. So they sure are. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about Assault Lily Bouquet. I have a lot of things to talk about. <laughs> yes, Assault Lily Bouquet is the new Studio Shaft show about mm-hmm. uh girls that defend like school girls that defend humanity from monsters um called the huge um <laughs> and they use big transforming weapons to do so yeah yeah um apparently um you you told me about this is that it's based on a line of dolls yes it is based on a line of like f- like figma dolls basically right of like move- movable um, or maybe not even movable, but they're like they're like figurines mm-hmm. that you buy and collect and do nothing else with. Yeah, and so they made a whole anime out out, out they, of it. They sure did. There's a story there. I mean, God, nothing nothing really is more Japanese than that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, all right. So the anime, the episode start opens with this uh, pretty. Like like really well animated cutscene of uh this dark haired girl fighting one of the monsters, uh, and it's impressive. Like the the monster is is CG, but like the animation for the girl is is good. It's really and, good. Yeah, um, it's well directed, and then the movements are well animated, and so on. And then it uh shifts to the perspective of a pink haired girl. And immediately you draw connect you par- draw parallels between Madoka and like Madoka and, and, and anyway, yeah, and uh, because it's a it's a, p- a little pink haired Genki girl and a mysterious brooding purple haired girl, and uh, you follow her. She's the main character. She's enrolling in this new program school place. 
Uh, it's located in like a military zone? Question mark. Um, and uh, yeah, she meets a bunch of other school girls along the way, uh, and um, they end up having a conflict with both each other and um, a monster that they are assigned to go encounter. Mm-hmm. And uh, they end up killing the monster, which was not, I don't think it was originally part of the plan. And um, when she comes back, uh, she is regarded as a hero for helping to kill the monster. Um, and uh, overall, the fight scenes are probably the most impressive part of this show for me. Um, I would agree. They are, yeah, they're they're really really well animated, and uh, the reason why I'm like I have a lot to talk about with this show is because the way that they draw the girls themselves and the way that they like wrote everything is just very Japan. <laughs> I don't know, like yeah. like the, the the side of anime that we don't like, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um. So if you were to ever just look at okay okay all right I will say this all right that that sums it up for me is that within the first five minutes and I ask Sue to check the timestamp for for when this happened is within the first five minutes there were five lingering shots of this pink girl's thighs in her high socks that that absolute territory that we are named after this yep. podcast <laughs> um. Yeah, they make they make a strong point to emphasize her thighs within the first five minutes, and uh, I guess that's fine. The problem is that later on, you see more and more of these girls, and you start noticing how strangely proportioned they are, yep. as if they were based on figurines. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the problem is that they have really tiny waists. And big, poofy, like, triangular skirts. And for some reason, their hips appear to, at their maximum, match the kind of, like, width of the skirt and not their hips. Yes. And so, or their waist. And so they have this really weird thing where they look like they're supposed to, at some point, um, like... Their their waists are too small for how large their hips are. There's yeah, like, and, 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 and you, it's like to the point where it's visually jarring if you actually like pay attention. You can actually right, exactly. notice the like disconnect between where the leg should be and where it is. Yes, and you're like, oh yes. no, right? And it's like it's right. like the most egregious kind of like of like uh, a visual design on a female character because it is not only you know uh, she thick. And absolute territory. Um, it's also just like you've broken anatomy so bad that I don't even know what I don't even know where to begin with this. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's not as if it's the first example of because obviously it's not. But, nor is it the most egregious, but, but it is it's egregious like, enough that you just get distracted by the fact that it's not. I I think that the the kind of disappointing thing is that otherwise the show looks looks pretty good. Like especially when it's moving, it looks 
really right. Like, it looks so 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 good. Yeah, when when it's moving, you don't notice these things. And then and then they stand still, and you're like, oh no. And then you look at their characters, <laughs> and you're like, oh oh no. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. like you know what it's like. It, it it's like a worse version of watching Ruby, where you're like, I really like the fight scenes, but everything else mm. I'm looking at is just just hideous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, mm-hmm. Ruby, but it's it's just I mean, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, it's it's highly disappointing because like the the opening shots go and you're like, whoa, this is really yeah. cool. Like, look mm-hmm. at the way that this this is animated. I'm like, whoa, like there's like a rhythm to it. Like it's it's mm-hmm. there's there's a clear sense of movement and weight and it's yep. like the sound yep. design is good. And then yep. you, then then you see them stand still and you're like, oh god. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's also uh, yeah. just like not written that well. It's not. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> yeah. This is like, you know, if you if you had nothing better to do and you just wanted to like flip your brain off and watch something and like only half pay attention to it when the fight scenes are on, absolutely go for it. Otherwise, yeah, yeah you like, might enjoy this more than I. I just I right. I, I, I Wait, like, maybe wait if until you can it's get past. Yeah, no, it's definitely a hard pass for me. Um, I might be willing to watch a like fight scene compilation after the whole ep- the, yeah, the whole series is. That was is the conclusion I came to. Yeah, it, this to me is like a it, it, to me this is this is a soft pass to me, right? Where yeah, it's like I can't get over how the characters look, and so it's going to be too distracting for me to continue watching unless I just watch a fight compilation on YouTube. But other people don't necessarily have those the same issues. They might right. completely be able yeah. to ignore yeah, that. Yeah, they they might so be able to ignore if that. That's you. Yeah. This is a show for yeah. you. Yeah, no, I but even even if I were to put aside the anatomy and and whatnot, like obviously I've seen more offensive or or more poorly drawn anime. Uh the writing just doesn't carry it for me either. Um I'm not interested in the characters, I'm not interested in the the setup of like the world and why the the fate of the world is on these high school girls' shoulders, like yeah, like Ava has a similar premise of the the fate of the world is on teenagers' shoulders, but it doesn't feel purposeful. It just feels like we got to do something with these girls with weapons, you know. Right. So, it's like we gave high schoolers weapons. How do we justify that? Yeah. Not how does we as uh as Hideaki Anno, as we collectively as Hideaki Anno, <laughs> The being known as he did create a show about like the the absolutely traumatic experience of growing up in society. Yeah, um, and not every show needs to have like a huge world changing whatever message, and that's fine. This is obviously meant to be, I hope, a very light watch where, like you said, you just turn your brain off and you watch it. Um, it's just not something that I want to yeah. watch. <laughs> Sure, sure. Yeah. All right. Um, so that's going to be a collective pass from yeah. us, the collective Hideki <laughs> And let's talk about Dragon Quest Dino. Dino yeah. Kingdom. Dragon Quest has an anime. Um, this is based on a, um, it's based on a 90s manga. Yeah. Adapt- or a 90s manga, like a spinoff manga of Dragon yeah. Quest about a boy that grows up on the yeah. island where all the monsters mm-hmm. live. Um, and it's it's cute. It's like it is very Dragon cute. Quest and Pokemon, yeah. and mm-hmm. operates off of like very ninety sensibilities. Yes. Um, 
and that's that's about it really like it it is those two things and really nothing more <laughs> yeah it is extremely straightforward the story is very simple like obviously you know jrpg-esque uh but it's not like it knows what it wants to do and it does it and i'm not mad at that because it's entertaining you know it's not uh it obviously has a really specific audience of like you know like a younger audience or an older audience that is nostalgic for dragon quest um right yeah yeah it's definitely still like kid stuff yes 100 percent. um so if you wanted to just like have like watch this with your kid or whatever um that is entirely it, it it's entirely fine it's not a it doesn't have any questionable content to me in the first episode. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah, the demographic that is meant to enjoy Dragon Quest is meant to enjoy this. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's very straightforward. I mean, yeah. probably not something that we're gonna keep watching, but it was very, very nice to watch an episode of it. Yes. Uh huh. Um. Okay. So next, we watched uh, Taiso Zamurai. <laughs> Taiso Zamurai. Taiso Zamurai. Uh, let's get this out of the way first. Um, it does use CG for gymnastic scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, we understand why, and it's not good CG, but it's it is what they had to use. It's aggressively mediocre, if not <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, it's... Yeah. It reminds me yeah. of... Um, the CG that they had to use for Inuyashiki, it's like, you know exactly why they made a CG old man with a giant engine coming out of his body. But it's not great CG either. Um, and so you yeah. just kind of have to live I with that. It depends. <laughs> for me, whether or not the CG is justified depends kind of on how uh, the rest of the show plays out. Yes. Because it's about ostensibly it's about um this guy who should have retired from gymnastics deciding to give it one more go so to me the kind of important thing is is the gymnastics the central element of it to the point where it being cg will distract from that um because i think obviously like yeah you know we will we'll take we you sometimes you just have to do it right yeah and, and it's gymnastics too it's not it's not remotely an easy thing to uh, uh animate um but also like if your show is about gymnastics you should at least animate some scenes about gymnastics um yeah the question is whether the focus is on that or on more of the um kind of emotional weight and impact surrounding gymnastics because if it's more about that then i think it's more excusable yeah, it seems to be leaning in that direction. Um, I would also, um, I'm on that side too, where I hope that at least for important scenes, they'll animate it themselves. Um, because mm-hmm. otherwise the animation is good. Like they, the, the character animation, like from moment to moment as they're talking and whatnot is fine. Um, but yeah, the, I understand why they, for simpler gymnastic routines, they don't want to, animate a character making like a 360 degree rotation around a a bar you know that's that's very hard to do in in with hand animation and then so it's just easier to do it with cg uh i just like the reason why i'm not offended with them completely ruling out the cg is because then we get something like yuri on ice which i don't know if they ended up reworking it for like 
a DVD or Blu-ray release, but in within the series, there were moments where you could literally watch um, a cutout PNG of a character slide across the screen, and you understood right. why they did it, but it was extremely not pleasant to watch. Um, and so it's either that or they go with CG. It's it's like neither of the solutions are good. You just have to choose one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and I get that. Like obviously, yeah. every project yeah. has its. Sort yeah. of management issues. Yeah. Um, like, if it's not realistic to uh, right. have to have to animate the gymnastics. I mean, even... Right. I mean, I, I will say, though, even then, like, it, if it's that much of a burden, then you don't have to show those scenes until they really matter, right? Right, yeah. It's, it's tough. Um, you kind of have to strike a balance of... It is a gymnastics show. You gotta show gymnastics, but... How much of it should you show? <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, either way, I think they're doing their best to handle it. I'm not. I think so. Yeah. And, uh, and like yeah. everything else is is looking to be pretty promising, right? Like, yes. I think we're gonna yes. watch a couple more episodes of this at the very mm-hmm. least. Um, mm-hmm. But it like appears to take a very kind of um, mature uh, approach to this kind of story, where it's like. Um, this guy who basically is like is basically washed up, right? Like he um, looked very promising in his younger years, but is getting a little bit on in years in a sport where it is very important to be young and limber. Yes, um, and he is about to retire, but chooses not to because he knows that his daughter is watching. And yeah, so you immediately have a very compelling and engaging way to start your story um, and, and a very, like, kind of understandable and relatable one, too, because, like, yeah. obviously people people get old and they're going to get w- worse at certain things and they're going to feel like their dreams are slipping away from them and that they're running out of time to to accomplish them. And in the case of, like, of, like, competing in high level sports that is that is often quite literally the case where like your body just can't keep up at a certain point right um so that's definitely going to be interesting to watch and i am intrigued uh i am too i would would love to see the way that they take this is is how i'll put that yeah the character writing so far i like a lot um i like the dynamics between the father and the daughter and then the grandma coming in and then the random ninja guy (laughs) yeah um forget the bird i hate the bird i don't want anything to do with the bird but everything else is great uh yeah we'll watch it (laughs) yeah i I burn the witch Uh yeah, it's it's the new Tite Kubo series. That is is as it's your boy Tite Kubo as. back at it, the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the finally we don't have a child sequel. Maybe right. Yeah, I mean it's still <laughs> technically set in the same world, which is fucking wild. But you know what, Tite Kubo, Godspeed. All um, right, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm as always. I'm always interested in any new Tite Kubo project. Um, I, mm-hmm. I. Pretty sure I read the one shot for Burn the Witch at some point, but I don't remember if I did actually. Okay. Um, but the OVA that they did for it is absolutely gorgeous. Mm. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> um, we haven't watched the whole three episodes. We've only watched the first one, um, but it was visually very, very impressive. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the the uh, the way that they light up the environments is like so so good. Mm-hmm. Right. It looks. They look. It's weird because they almost look like like real places in a way. Yeah. Um, like. But you're obviously looking at animation. It's not photorealistic animation. It's just animation that looks so good. You're like, oh, this is real. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like everything I've I've ever talked about about where like um, things feel like they have a sense of place is like magnified, just like. Right. Um, yeah. Definitely. The the environment design is absolutely top notch. Like, yeah. It's mm-hmm. so so good. Yep. And you don't and feel like you- they cut corners. Essentially, when yeah, you look at it. yeah, and yeah. they they obviously didn't, right? Because it's only a three yeah. episode uh, OVA, yeah. um, which is like why it's a little bittersweet. You're like, oh, I would, I want so much more of this, um, mm-hmm, but if mm-hmm. we got more of this, it probably wouldn't look like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, if we could just get like a serialized Burn the Witch, and like it just came out in like uh three episode OVAs every like two seasons or so I would ju- I would be perfectly perfectly fine with that's that, fine I don't mind <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't mind if you just made it into just nothing but a series of movies yeah um, yeah I mean obviously that doesn't gel so well with the nature of a serialized uh manga but still like it looks so good that I'm just like I'm blown I'm blown away at how good the environments look um, yep. The animation is good too, obviously, um, of the characters. Um, but like, it has that. It has that like when you watch an anime movie version of a of a television show you've been watching, and everything just feels so much like more yeah. and yep, big yep. and like impactful. Mm-hmm. Where like you see a dragon crush through like the the um, buildings, and you're like, whoa! <laughs> right? It's like when you watch like um, like a Pokemon movie for the first time, and you're like, oh my god, the animation is. So so good. This is Pokemon. Because <laughs> ever, ever, they put so much time. It's not a serialized yeah. weekly uh, television yep. show. Yep. It looks so good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm quite happy uh, that he got to start his new series and that they made a really good looking animation. Out I of like it. it. Is is yeah. Burn the Witch serialized? Um. Is is it? Oh, I, uh, I don't sorry, know. I might have misspoken. I don't know if they, he ever did more than a one shot. Um, I don't know what T.J. Kubo is up to nowadays. Probably just gliding off of bleach money, to be honest. I mean, he's he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh... T.J. Kubo reminds oh, yes, me a lot of the is. guy who created the Yakuza series. They seem both <laughs> kind of like of the sim- of a similar sort. Like they're both dudes <laughs> that just like do whatever the hell they want, and they're like, "I made this because I thought it'd be really really cool." Uh-huh. It is indeed a serialized show. It just started as a serialized uh, manga. It started as a one-shot. Oh, very yeah. nice. Cool. I might yeah. go back and read it then. Um, yeah. I I will say um, I really missed Tite Kubo. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, now, I, I am generally of the opinion, like, still to this day, that I don't think Tite Kubo is very good at long form serialized content i think bleach really suffered from the fact that it just kind of yes. going for like a, a yes. bajillion years because right. having read some of his um his one shots um like i used to own all four volumes of zombie powder and zombie powder is fucking oh, yeah. great yeah zombie powder um and uh burn the witch equally is very cool um 
Like, I love, I love Tite Kubo because, like, there's very few authors of the same breed as Tite Kubo. Because, yeah. like, um, in terms of, of like, manga, um, like, it's, it is kind of a medium that is known for having these, like, bombastic, crazy things happening. But, like, of all of them, Tite Kubo f- always felt like the, the person who was the most willing to be like, fuck it, let's go! Turn it up to 11! <laughs> 100%, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He's like... I put this character in the show or in the manga because he's cool. He looks really cool and his ability is fuck you, sword. <laughs> and you're like, you know what, Tite Kubo? Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. That is and cool. And you're like, what if yeah. I made him fight the other sword guy? And you're like, make him fight the other sword guy. Take my money. Take my money. Yeah, I agree that he he definitely does his own thing unabashedly um aside from when he has to drag a series through the ground um, yeah, yeah but uh yeah i'm i'm glad he made his bleach money and now he can do his own I thing i think yeah <laughs> i mean really i hope i hope that he's like learned some lessons from from bleach um, yeah. that will carry over into burn the witch to make it a much stronger long form series um, yeah. If it if it is one, obviously, like Zombie Powder was only like four volumes, so ultimately it wasn't actually that long, and it it kind of got it just got axed basically. Um, yeah. So, who knows, right? Um, but I would absolutely, I would absolutely love to to see if um if we if we continue with this one because like yeah, I had a great time watching the first episode of this. Like it was so much fun watching this episode. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like. There's all this wild stuff happening. There's a secret society, which is, yeah. like, you know, Kubo's trademark at this point. Um, uh-huh. And there's, like, a secret society that, like, yeah. lives underneath the, the normal one. And it's, it's like, that's just Kubo's trademark at this point. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just has, it has so much energy to it, right? It really feels like when, when you first started watching Bleach and you're like, whoa, there's, like, cool stuff happening. Right. Um, yeah. Like, we're still in that nice honeymoon period where, like, everything <laughs> is super cool. And, hey, if Bleach is anything to go by, at least the first arc will, will, like, the first major arc will be really good. Yeah, yeah. We I just have to hope he <laughs> yeah, keeps sticking the landing true. after that. <laughs> maybe just, like, have the one arc and then that's it. <laughs> I mean, maybe, honestly. Like, and, and this is this kind of has to do with that, like, sometimes you should just let something die thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. a story's done. Sometimes you can just mm-hmm. be done with a story, you know? Yeah. It's it's okay to be yeah. done with the story. I hope people, or at least if if Tite Kubo goes this route, I hope that he he is just able to end it whenever he wants to end it. You know, and not. I just not hope he has some fun it. with it. Honestly, like, yeah. I mean, he said that he ended Bleach the way he wanted to end it, and I'm willing to to believe him when he says that. Um, but okay. it just kind of feels like by the end of Bleach, he wasn't having any fun writing it. Which yeah, is, yeah. Like, that's yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably. Um, so I would, I would absolutely love it if nothing else. Burn the witch is like just like a a pure passion project where like sure. he just goes for it and is like, mm-hmm. this I think is cool. I'm gonna put it mm-hmm. in. This I think is really cool. I'm gonna put it. In. That's why every time mm-hmm. you watch like a, a a Kubo or every time you like read a Kubo series, it's a, it's always like, uh, like magic art number forty four. Mind blast, right? Um, because he like the the idea of like a, a a number of techniques that have been like taught and mastered is like cool, and you're like, whoa, there's like at least forty four techniques. That's so neat. Oh, the techniques. 
And then, um, you know, he yeah. just drops it for something mm-hmm. else halfway through where it's just like, ah, who needs the, the 44 techniques when you got Bankai? <laughs> <laughs> and Bankai Reborn Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I think uh, what what makes me more optimistic about this, sh- uh, this serialization, too, is apparently he is releasing it in seasons. So oh, the that's the first very season, interesting. Yeah, it was a four chapter first season in August and September, and so then th- apparently okay. he's announced a second season that's going to be published later. That's on. yeah, that's really interesting. I'm really yeah. into that. I like yeah. that for various reasons. Yes, um, I mean one obviously because it lets him have some time to think about what mm-hmm. the fuck he's doing. Right? Yes. Two, yes, yes. If this is a thing that catches on, it would be, I think, a much healthier way for people to write manga. Because as yes. is, people just kind of go until they explode. The um, weekly release schedule for these manga is not, absolute insanity. Yeah. It's it's kind of wild, right? And it's like, it, it, really, when you think about it, at, at its core, it's a very, like, it's a very, like, hardcore Japanese salaryman mentality to yeah. like, continue doing this, right? Yeah. Because, like, I feel like most other places, they don't really make content creators do anything even close to this i mean like obviously um manga creators are more akin to like self-employed like freelancers than actual employees right so like obviously there is um there's a level of that where like i mean there's definitely people on like youtube who who do this where they just kind of work themselves into the ground right um but like the fact that Oda has just been making One Piece forever and he just has no intention of stopping is, like, so wild. He is like, the outlier, and yet he somehow has set the standard. And that's- He's he's <laughs> such an outlier. Yeah. Because, like, everybody else is, like... Like, like Akira Toriyama is, like, I fucking hated that shit. I hate it. Yeah, yeah. I did no. it for, like... I did it for, yeah. like, 25 years. I'm out. There are so many authors who... Like, like people try to emulate that, right? They try to do that because that's just the way that things are. But it burns them out so quickly. Like, yeah, yeah. And I, I would much, I would much rather people follow a like, um, a like uh, seasonal release or yeah. a we'll just hiatus and do it whenever the fuck we want to release. Like yeah. the um, like Hunter, 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 like Togashi. Or, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, like Togashi and Hunter, Hunter, or uh, or Berserk. Just like. Uh, eh, I'll get to it when I get to it. Like I, I wish that all all content could be created like that. Do you know what I mean? Really? <laughs> you are asking me to burn for another two years. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, uh, I am. <laughs> no, I, I, I 100% agree that the the yeah. creators' is health and also the way that they can serve as a series is is I mean, far more important than than a weekly release schedule. Right, and 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 it's like it's it wouldn't take much like much more than that right it wouldn't take yeah. much less than that to keep people vaguely satisfied like there are people that do monthly releases and they're i mean yes. obviously still kind of under very similar restraints because like monthly releases have much larger page expectations oh um, yeah but like if if we could get like more manga done in a less timely fashion um, for the sake of the people who write it, like I would completely be on board. Like this is the this is the whole thing about like um video games and crunch recently, right? Where like yeah. the whole scandal about like well Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven um first was like well 
you see, we we always do crunch. That's just how we operate as a company. And we're like, the crunch is not that bad. Um, but we're, we're doing it so we don't have to delay the game. And the, the game has already been delayed like three times. Like, honestly, at a certain point, you should just make sure that, like, your game comes out at a reasonable time frame instead of making your developers work super fuck over time, right? Yeah. Um, it's definitely not healthy and even if you're you're being paid for it like it's still not good for the people doing it yeah it's, it's like, i yeah. i completely understand because in in the sense of it is extremely difficult to predict how long a creative endeavor is going to take like that side of it i 100% understand i have a hard time setting my own uh like timelines like at like at work at my at the animation studio i work at uh saying like, okay, this thing that I'm about to do is about to take this amount of time. It changes from project to project. And so I get that that is just a thing. But you should be setting like, when you set your deadlines in the case of like these uh, big releases and whatnot, yes, you're beholden to investors, but you have to think about what's more important, your investors or your employees. And in that case, set the deadline accordingly, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So... And it's like, I understand it's it's a huge like dynamic that you have to play so that people get paid, but yeah. It's also like and and this is this is one of those things where it doesn't necessarily have to even be this way. You can crunch your developers less if you hire more of them. But the thing is that people just keep firing their developers after a big release, right? Right? Like Blizzard yeah. released like twelve hundred employees like some like last year or something, and now they're mm-hmm. hiring two thousand for whatever new project they're coming with, and it's like. Yeah, maybe you could just keep your workers like, yeah, just a thought, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm very interested in the idea of of seasonal manga releases. That sounds really cool to me. That does sound cool to me too. And I maybe it'll be a thing that becomes more popular later on. Um, I know in webtoons it's caught on for sure. Like, uh, there are authors who will just. They'll release for a, a certain amount of time. They'll keep up a release schedule, and then they'll take a break so that they can have a break and uh, plan out the next season. And that's yeah, yeah. So if they do that for like serialized manga too, I think that that'll yeah, hopefully save some sanity and fatigue and health. We're of we're just too artists. obsessed with the idea of getting content yeah. like all as the fast time, as humanly yes. possible. Yes, right? and the thing is, it's like even with a big magazine. If you have authors who take breaks, it means that you have more opportunities to try yep. new works, right? Yep. It means there's more space overall for, for people to uh, introduce things that, that other right. people might be interested in, right? Exactly. It's- like we, we simultaneously want content all the time from our favorite authors, and yet we talk about how we don't ever have time to watch or read anything. Right, exactly. There's like too yeah. much stuff to do already. Yes, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. I haven't even started the new season of yeah. IQ yet. <laughs> just let people take breaks when they need to take a break man don't push them in into the brink of i don't know death or whatever just for your content yeah 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 um yeah so uh looking forward to that i'm looking forward to watching the other two episodes of this um yeah we didn't watch the other two because we were watching other stuff <laughs> Yeah, we had but to watch we, the rest of the first episode. Yeah, we had to watch the rest of, of this season, but we yeah. will get back to it. It might be the first yeah. thing we watch, actually. It probably yeah. will be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's that's Burn the Wish. Highly, highly, highly looking forward to it. I would, yeah, I'm yeah. Very mm-hmm. excited to come back to you at the end of the season with my thoughts on it, because uh, mm-hmm. it 
first episode, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Okay, next, Grand Blues, which is uh, the <laughs> uh, animation adaptation of the Grand Blue Fantasy four-panel gag manga. Um, <sighs> I'm going to keep making you watch this. It's weird. Why? And I'm not going to explain anything. <laughs> Why? Right, next. Why do I have to watch it? <laughs> next. Next to me. I hate you. <laughs> Let's talk about Akadama Drive. Uh, all right, we let's talk about Akadama Drive. It's wild. I um I didn't. I I guess I might have forgotten or I didn't know that it was made by the Danganronpa guy. Um, it is, and it shows. <laughs> yes, this is the most Danganronpa show can be without being Danganronpa. Yeah, like um, I I was watching and I was like, this looks a lot like Danganronpa. And then by the time that they they introduced the setup at the end, I was like. This is just like Danganronpa. <laughs> this is Danganronpa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. It's it's yeah. I I'd like to hear how you feel about it because I have I have my thoughts for sure. Okay. All right. So um. All right. It. I'll I'll talk about what happens in the first episode just to set it up. It takes place in this futuristic kind of cyberpunk uh city um. There are several characters you need to keep up with that are introduced as Akudama, and you get the sense that they are very hardcore criminals because their sentences are centuries long, like 400 years, 900 years, so on and so forth. Um, and uh, they each are given a sort of like a summons to do something related to this other Akudama um, to like either rescue him or give something to him, and in each of these Akudama have uh, names that they're given, like courier, hacker, doctor, um, that indicate what kind of uh, crimes and and abilities that uh, uh, crimes that they've committed and abilities that they have. So, uh, in this in in the midst of this all, there's this, I guess, ordinary little girl who just wants to return some change that she was given by one of the Akudama. Uh, and by the end of it, they all encounter each other at their target's location, and they're all about to fight each other, but then uh, they decide that they're just going to compete with each other to, to get to their target so that they can get paid for each of their individual missions. And then a huge fight breaks out with the mm, police force, military, uh, uh, and um, uh, by the end of it, the courier gives the thing that he was supposed to deliver to the 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 target, and it turns out that it's a briefcase full of collars that he magically kind of uses his serial killer powers to put on everyone without them noticing and the 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 collars will blow your head off and that's how the the episode ends um and the girl gets one too because she pretends to be an akudama in order to live um so that they won't kill her for being a, a bystander um and uh yeah it's a whole lot um, I I think the aesthetic is interesting. It is a bit much at times, but it's not like terrible. Um, the setting is is fairly interesting. It jumps the shark when my man motorcycles up and down 
freaking buildings with like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like he he, yeah. he shoots out these extending these cables that latch onto the sides of buildings that help him s- literally Spider Man across the city on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And then during the fight, he also flies with his motorcycle up in the air and shoots missiles out of it that eliminate this giant tank mecha monster thing that was about to kill them all. And. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know what to think of this show. It's a whole lot. Um if you thought Danganronpa was a lot, this series starts off with an extreme amount of a lot. <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh yeah, I guess because it it's suddenly now a killing game, I have to be interested in how it develops. But <laughs> I think every single character, aside from the little girl, is a pretentious prick. Uh-huh. Um, and it, they're kind of meant to be. Like, they're all criminals, I guess. But they're all kind of, like, trying to out-edge each other at one point when they're all meeting each other. They're like, well, I can do this. Well, I can blow you up with this. Well, I can beat your face in with this. And then it's like, stop it, you children. <laughs> uh uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is this anime was really so much to take in, and it was only one episode. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very Danganronpa for sure. Yeah, you have a bunch yeah. of people who are very competent and very like highly competent and specialized in one thing, and yeah. they all have to do something, which I guess is a train heist. I think they're doing a train heist. Really? I think that's the setup. I've I was turned around so many times during this episode that I lost the plot several yeah, yeah. times. Um, and it's... Um, I have to say, like, the trailer of this didn't look very good, but then when you get into the first episode, it's, like, way different, and there's, like, a lot happening, and it's yeah. not all bad? And Yeah, it's not poorly animated yeah, like, to me. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it has a weird art style to it. Like, it feels yeah. like it's, like... Um, it feels like there's like a CG skeleton running uh, like underneath the whole show. Yes. Um, <laughs> like it's like there's a very like jarring sense of three-dimensional space to it. And yeah. um it's absolutely over the top, right? Yeah. Like there's a dude that just punches robots and there's another dude that don't, will refuse to leave his motorcycle and was willing to die <laughs> for his motorcycle. Yeah. He's stuck in the debris with his motorcycle and he just refused to leave it. And so the little girl had to distract the giant robot so that he would have time to free himself. Right. But the the thing about that scene is it doesn't even make sense because when he initially got thrown back from the, the monster, there was no debris in the area that he got thrown. But then you cut and later on he, and he's stuck in, in a bunch of metal bars. It's like... How did this even happen? <laughs> yeah, and instead of choosing to uh, leave, he just yeah, he stays just sits there. there. Yeah, and in so she motorcycle. has to distract the robot long enough for I guess him for him to free himself, and then he shoots the giant missiles at the robot. And it's like yeah. you could have just done this. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, why. yeah. Um, <laughs> the premise of it is is very interesting um, because <laughs> it. All, all of episode one is basically set up for the, like, real plot, and it sets up the the main character, uh, who is an, uh, just a regular civilian, as um, the master of all deception. And 
we're <laughs> going to see how that how long that lasts and if it happens um and i'm yeah. i'm curious to see it it has a very like there's a very tense aspect to it right because she's been dragged into this against her will and everybody believes that they're that she's on the same it's, like okay caliber of it's super only villain that she that they are which um no 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 it's <laughs> To me, it is against her will asterisk because she is so intent on returning this 500 yen coin to this man that she got arrested for it. She could have paid for her meal with this, with this yen because, uh, the place only took cash, but instead she just decided to, that she would just get arrested instead of paying with it because she was given it by the guy, by the courier guy. Um, and so she's at the police station when all the Akadama stuff happens, and then she ends up running out of there and, uh, chasing after the courier guy, and she still wants to give him the coin back, and it's just, like, what are your priorities? Like, please tell me that they explain this later on or at some point that why she's so intent on returning this to him. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> we'll probably be watching a couple more episodes of this. Uh, we, we need to figure out what's happening. Uh, it barely doesn't. It actually just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> there are things that make less sense this season, to be fair. Uh. <laughs> anyway. No. Shall we talk about I don't know about that. <laughs> All right. Haikyuu is continuing. Um, uh, considering that COVID happened and they weren't able to work on it uh they they did their gum best and um it is really hype um the the to the top um seasons in general have stuck more closely to uh i guess like the manga style and so that's been interesting to watch and uh, the animation is still really good um there's one episode in this season that looks like it took a pretty bad hit um, you could you you notice it, right? Um, it was very like low budget. Um, but then it looks like they were able to pick it back up and 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 put it together for like the rest of the show, hopefully. So, um, yeah, uh, it's it's more of the boys, man. I love it. It's they they have their good moments, and uh, it it doesn't stop being exciting and fun to watch. <laughs> yep, yep. I haven't yep. I haven't I haven't not started it yet. So yeah, I have. Absolutely yep. no thoughts whatsoever, but I'm sure it'll be good. It's it's Haikyuu. Yes. Um, it, yep. I have almost finished the manga for Haikyuu, but then I caught up uh, and I just didn't look at it for a couple of weeks. Um, it's like it's like over now. Pretty sure. Yeah, it's 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 over. Pretty pretty sure it's finished. Um, I'm it's it gets really wild really fast. Um, <laughs> and I'm not gonna spoil why, but it it does anyway. <laughs> Haikyuu, we will be watching that for sure. Um, mm-hmm. we have not started Golden Kamui third season, but we will watch it because we love Golden yeah. Kamui. It's very Golden weird Kami. and very wild and very adventurous. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is a third season of Osamatsu-san that came out yeah. or is coming yeah. out, and yeah. I have not watched the second season. So uh, <laughs> I did, so I gotta watch the third one because I like Osamatsu-san. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll probably go back and watch it at some point, but um, right now I'm just kind of busy. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shall we wrap up because we've been here for so Oh my god, this might be our longest episode yet. Uh, <laughs> I think it might be. I think one of our episodes hit three hours, though. Oh. And this one hasn't quite. Okay. 
We'll, yeah. I'd have to check. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, let's, why why don't we wrap up so we're not here any longer? Because uh, my voice is starting to hurt. <laughs> okay. We've been talking so long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, where what will you be up to? Where can we find you? <laughs> uh, find me all places at Literal Soup. Uh, I've been streaming from 12 a.m. to 5 a.m. Pacific <laughs> Standard Time, which is um, what I what I like gently refer to as DGen hours. But yeah, um, I, I basically run a red eye stream. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just when I'm up. So I guess that's when I'll do the stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we've been playing Yakuza Kiwami and uh, we finished it. So if you want to watch any of the VODs for that, they're up on my YouTube channel that I will. will yeah. Link. Um, and I will probably be starting Yakuza 0. Uh, yeah. Or I may have started by the time this episode comes out. It's unclear. Actually, I probably will have started because I think this episode is going to come out um, a a week and a, a bit from now. Um, we we are recording on the night of the seventh of November. Huh. Um, just to tell you all of our secrets, but yeah, uh, I don't think this episode's going to come out tomorrow. This episode is way too long to edit it's in one night. It's very long. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I will probably have started streaming Yakuza Zero, and you can check that out at my Twitch, Twitch.tv/literalsoup. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. all I'm up to. How about you? How about you, Renu? Ah, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr and uh, Twitch at Swandron. You can find me on Instagram at Swan.Drawn. I am busy working on commissions. I have a lot lined up to do this month, so I will be working through that. I'm working on one of them on my twitch stream so if you want to check that out i stream every friday evening and uh yeah very cool and very nice all right (laughs) um our uh, opening is by scott two network and our ending is by takuma kata um and Mm -hmm. the patrons we are thanking this week are Evan, Frostfall, Cheru, Magpie, Mirates, Sean, Claire, and Dylan. Thank you so much. Yay, thank you. We continue to appreciate it. Yeah. Especially in these these dark and trying times. (laughs) Uh, For for once in in four years, we have seen a glimmer of hope that maybe (laughs) at the very least, maybe Um. our federal government will no longer try to sabotage everything that we are trying to do in regards to uh, COVID safety. And maybe maybe it will be less of a problem in our country if we actually deal with it instead of closing our eyes and burying our heads in the sand and saying, la, 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 you can't get me. I'm immune to COVID. Anyway. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Um, It has been an absolute wild ride through this year. And we are rapidly approaching the end of it, and that is actually terrifying because it feels like this year was both an eternity and an instant, and I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. Yeah, um, Time is weird. Time is fake. Podcast (laughs) is forever. What? (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. next time. <laughs>
なら、また明日ね。